Can we keep him, please, please, please? No. But it's a talking dog. Hi there. <gasps> oh, hi, Mark. Because I don't know if you remember that show, Fanatic. Remember on MTV? Fanatic. Uh, Fanatic. Like Fanatic. Oh. Remember no, that? I don't. Nope. Remember that show? Where like I don't. fans? They're like, hi. I'm like, Britney Spears is like biggest fan, and you know, uh, people and people like, would call in, and then like they. No. Well, well, okay. Well, you would have to like uh, send a video or something ah. saying like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm, "I'm I'm so and so's biggest fan," and then I remember like one episode was this guy. He was a horror movie like TV show like or like horror movie guy, and then like he loved Psycho, and for some reason he wanted to interview. Wow, who's the guy who played? Um, uh oh my remake? god! Oh um. Uh, fuck. fuck! I can't remember. It was now. a wedding crashers. Uh. Um, what? Uh, uh, shit! <laughs> Hold on, psycho. I'm I'm gonna cheat. Yeah. Ah, see, is the iPhones, man. Like this is what we had to deal with, right? Like the the brain. Gus. Like... Gus Van. Oh, uh, 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 Vince Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, why would you want to <laughs> interview? <laughs> Vince Vaughn when you should like interview like uh Alfred Hitchcock's son or something I don't know like it was yeah. really random maybe it was just for to promote the movie Psycho Probably. which was a remake but it was a scene for scene remake okay anyway yeah but, uh, I want to intro this freaking I'm so nervous because this is like junior high crush right here <laughs> I had I had a few junior high crushes. I'll tell you their names. One of them was Fallen, and the other was Morgan and Mercedes and Talina. Like these girls. Uh, Those were. They were all four. Yeah, all, all four. four. Of us. Oh my goodness. Yes. Do you want to uh, know who mine was so who? we can be tit for tat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So Sheena Marino, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> and then I had this weird crush on the. Um, I guess, he, yeah, one of the drummers from Slipknot. I had this weird thing uh, for him. Sid. Not Sid. The I clown. Sean. The, no, no. Oh, uh, um, Joey, Joey. Chris, Chris. Chris, Chris. I had a huge crush on him. I'm sorry, before I actually met him. And not, not to say that once I met him, I didn't like him anymore. It's just, it's just changed. But I was just like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Maybe it's his mask. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but... You know what sucks about his mask is that you can't really like innovate on his mask. Like everyone else, like changed through the years. Like he just has the Pinocchio nose. I don't know if he changed it yet, but it's always. I have the no same. idea. Honestly, I I didn't even know that they changed them until somebody had sent me a picture. I'm like, who is this? They're like, it's Slipknot. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even realize that they had changed. But I guess it makes sense, like per yeah. album or whatever, right? Yeah, man. Ah, uh, it's just like the. Oh, we'll we'll get into like. Well, I guess we'll get into it now because it 
doesn't really ha- uh, like get into what I want to get into. But like their styles, kind of it kind of progress. Like the band Kitty, like they progress. Like it's like it turned into like some crazy ass freaking like solo shit. And s- same as Slipknot too. They kind of progressed into towards like. Honestly, I, after Iowa, and it's not to say that I don't like them anymore yeah. or whatever. Like after Iowa, I didn't listen to them. Not because again, not yeah. because I didn't like them, but mm-hmm. just because. You know, my, my um, what do you call it? Like, what I was into, what I was listening to was changing. Yeah. So, you know, and I had never heard Slipknot until we toured with them in 2000. And that was okay. their second album? That was their first album. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah, everyone, yeah. You, I had never heard them. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. Who are we touring with? They're like, oh, this is this band from Iowa. I'm like, I've never heard of them. Um, but then, actually, a friend of mine, my, my really good friend, had gotten the tape from a friend of a friend <laughs> Whoa. was like, oh, dude, I got the tape. You have to listen to it. So I listened to it. I'm like, holy fuck, we're touring with these dudes? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is, uh, this is awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. So you haven't, like, listened to them uh, at all lately? You no. haven't, like, heard any of their new stuff? No, I haven't heard anything since I Yeah, they're way different. They're not the new metal anymore. They're more like progressive. Not I don't want to say progressive because that's more like rush type stuff, but they're like right. they have solos and stuff and I'm just right. like wow, like ugh, crazy crazy. But let me intro this podcast before sure. we get to Sorry. I <laughs> Hello, hi, I've just met hi. you and I love you. Welcome to the <laughs> Talking Dog podcast. I'm here with Oh my good. I don't know how I got this. Like if I would go back to the well, not back to the future, but back to the past until uh, high junior high Joel. That I want to be interviewing Fallon Bauman. Mm-hmm. What? Ah! 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 Oh my god! <laughs> uh, we have a lot to. We're gonna get into it because I, I. Uh, Monday rolled around and like when did we schedule this? We because you got Tuesday. sick. Are you feeling better? By the I'm way, I'm feeling better. Yeah, I went back. To, actually, I went back to the doctor because he was like, "I think that antibiotics are overprescribed, so I'm not going to give you anything." I'm like, "Okay." Uh-huh. <laughs> and so then I went back today and I said, "Listen, I haven't gotten better, and I can't. I I have a job. I can't just not. Like, I, I need to work." <laughs> So yeah, I had to go back. Yeah, uh, they eat. They, you don't. Uh, you just. You used <clears throat> up all your sick days. No, I've got. I've got enough. I just. I get restless if I can't do work, oh, yeah. do stuff, right? And and now, like on Tuesday, I couldn't talk, uh, and so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna call you or I message you. And was yeah. like, I'm so sorry, but no, yeah. it's. Uh, I I don't. I'm. It's. The pleasure's like all mine because I don't. Well, I don't know if that's the right thing, but I. Um, it's all on the guest's time, and like I understand if people like last second you have to do shit because what the fuck? This podcast is kind of like a band that just started forming together, and we're just starting to learn songs. That this is the this is what the podcast is, you know. That's oh, what. so you're going through the motions of like starting a band well, and doing all that stuff? No, I'm, I'm going through the motions of like booking shows and like getting a oh. show like maybe on a Friday. It's like, oh hey guys, we got a gig! Woo! Yeah, yay, we did it! Yeah. It's not easy, right? Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. 
And I can't even imagine how you uh, gals felt like, especially without social media. Like I can't even like how the f- it's just maybe it's just luck. A lot of it back then I, probably. I think I think it might have been um, just being incredibly resourceful as well. Because yes, social media didn't exist, but remember we also had things like guest books. Mm. Remember guest books? Yeah. So you would have like your GeoCities or your your Angel Fire website or whatever. Yeah. But then and we would put our our. And that would be kind of a quasi social media thing because bands would come to our website and then say, hey, you know, we're interested in it. We're, you know, we're playing here. We'd love to play with you, do to do. And that was how we connected. And yeah. also, we also connected with people through chat rooms. Like I was, I tweeted about this recently about Corn Palace. How how many people we met through Corn Palace because we'd be like yeah we we love corn corn's amazing do 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 and we would meet other people who were also um, into the same kind of music and then meet other women even that were also into it as well which was also I mean there were tons of girls that I knew that loved corn but you know it, it was just that's it's quasi not quasi it was like pre social media but very similar concept I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, that that totally takes me back because I was totally forgetting that we did have. It's not like social media was foreign to us. It's like we didn't. Oh, we had the yeah. freaking AIM had MS- and the yeah, we had AIM. We had MSN. We uh, MS Messenger. Yeah, Messenger. Uh, or what was the other one? Um, uh, oh, I don't. Uh, know. I I I, oh. <laughs> I see. Oh, I, IRC? I, I, not ICP. <laughs> yeah, ICP, Insane Clown. We had the IC, Insane Clown Posse. Yes, yes. Um, IRL. ICQ. 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 Okay. ICQ, yeah. Mm. So, oh, ICQ, we had, we had like, yeah. you know, I, I, I frequented, like, what chat rooms did you frequent if you ever went to, to, to a chat room? I frequent the <laughs> adults. 18 and over cyber no, i'm just kidding no i don't know like it was more it wasn't even like the chats i mean back in the day you had like america online it's like that's the browser oh, yeah. and then you yeah. go to a chat room like thing but then you had aim where you can just chat with your friends right, right? right. wait what did you where, what we, chat rooms did you go on to like i went into the, there was a vampire one that i went into not not the not the game, not the take the oh, just like the culture, RPG, but like vampire people, yeah. <laughs> vampires, you know, mm-hmm. hang out with vampires. Um, uh, the Deftones chat, obviously, yes, disgustingly huge Deftones fan. So I would go into there and talk to people. Um, and then c- since my internet was shit and I couldn't run Corn Palace, I would go into the corn chat rooms as well. <laughs> Aww. Um, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm always just a step behind everybody else. It's, and it's been, it's been a constant life struggle. But anyways, uh, yeah, those would be the ones that I would go to. Anyways. Nice. Hey, well, because I, I remember that tweet that you sent about Corn Palace and not being, because I, that, I, that's when I sent you the tweet about my corn jacket and uh, <gasps> my Deftones. Oh, my God, that jacket. Do you still have it? Yeah. That, I, that's that's that I actually right when I saw that and then I tweeted you oh I still have a jacket and then I took a picture of it that's oh, still you did. Min, min condition still well not mint condition it's still it's wearable condition it's wearable <laughs> yes I've been I took it to uh, what did I did I actually performed a show with it and luckily it didn't oh. get uh, broken or like ripped or, or anything swiped, so. yeah oh shit um, but that 
that jacket. Um, I don't know. Did I tweet back to you about my my struggle with that jacket? Yeah, you were like, um, I think you wanted to beat up someone in high school. I did. I did, and he was like twice my size. And oh, I would, shit. I was would be like, you know what? I'm gonna steal your jacket one day. And he's just like, okay, you're fucking weird. <laughs> and it's it's funny because like years later, um, I saw the guy at like a bar or something like that. I'm like, hey, you, the guy that I was like threatened your life daily <laughs> did, did you ask him if you still had it you know i didn't oh I, I, like i just said yeah like hey how's it going and like because he didn't because this was before the band right yeah yeah, yeah. so he didn't know who I, like give a shit who oh, i was and then yeah. afterwards he was just like oh hey how are you i'm like oh yeah now you talk to me yeah asshole. <laughs> oh man um yeah anyway, so sorry no, yeah, well, yeah, we gotta. Well, we're gonna get off on many tangents, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try to. Cir- what I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna we're gonna talk, and then I'm gonna try to circle it around because we're gonna try to All come right. full circle. But don't worry about getting off track because I did a lot of research on Uh-oh. you, particularly. I mean, uh, by watching um, "Spit in Your Eye," the oh, your old home Go video. Back. And Go by back. watching the 20th anniversary DVD only up until the point when you left. So I was just like, oh. F- <laughs> no, I. So I was just like, oh, I don't care about, I don't care about uh, what's her face and yeah, but um. Eh. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. But anyways, and the and the fact that uh, it's. I mean, I've always known this, but now I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I've just watched Trailer Park Boys. I just love Canada, <laughs> and I'm just. I want to be Canadian if that is like a nationality you can turn into like I you want You can be. You can be, of course. Yes. I, I need to move uh, there. You do. Uh, where where are you located? Or I'm based? In, uh, well, I'm lucky so I'm in uh, Southern California so I'm oh. kind of away from all the crazy shit. I'm more uh-huh. It's a well, where I am is I guess it's kind of conser- uh, conservative because it's just a bunch of old people but they ain't bothering anyone. They just want to like, you know, chill out and stuff but uh just you know hang out like palm springs yeah, around there palm springs yeah but I, fuck that. I don't want to go during the summer it's hot as shit <laughs> you know, but uh california is kind of like uh uh canada south because we both have recreational marijuana yeah <laughs> you how's uh how is that what's uh, so is it anything changed it's you've been blazing it since it was you know it, since it's been it's always been legal <laughs> you well, know, like, essentially maybe not so much in in the province that i'm in in ontario but in yeah. bc in british columbia on the west coast oh, close to you guys um i mean it's been they're much more accepted um uh, and, and just because apparently they grow the best weed i i yeah i, <laughs> I can't i can't um confirm if that's actually true but apparently <laughs> they do um but yeah, and it's interesting. I was reading an article on uh, on our uh, country, like our national news website or whatever, and they're saying that all like Americans are coming up from like Michigan and Wisconsin, coming into Ontario to try and buy weed or whatever. But oh, like, shit. they can't. They're old enough. They can do it. You have to be nineteen. But um, we don't sell it in stores yet. It's only online, and you have to be Canadian to do oh, it. Oh, so, and then they right? ship it to you? And then they ship it to your house, yeah. Oh. 
but they are uh, rolling out into some stores. Uh, you have to get a license and all this other stuff. And apparently, um, our new government has made it so that you can have a private, like it can be private, as opposed to being run by the uh, run oh. by the province. So, because okay. originally it was going to be only through licensed government, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but now it's it's a little bit more lax. So, just for all y'all Americans, <laughs> you gotta wait until April, and then you can do it. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, there you go. Now, it's, yeah. a, it's a very informative um, episode of the Talking Dog Podcast, so I know where to get your <laughs> ease. Yeah, I know, gotta, I gotta talk about it. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um... Oh, but uh, before I, we get into it, this is even not even the interview. This is pre-interview. But before we get into it, like uh, you uh, on your Twitter, your cover is uh, of bubbles, bubbles from uh, Trailer Park Boys. What's your favorite episode? <laughs> oh my if god! Can, if you can think of one off, I know you can't really say oh your favorite, but no, you yeah. can't. You can't. It's funny. My ex partner and I bonded over. Uh, he was European, so he thought anything that was can like Canadian was hilarious. But I'm like, have you seen Trailer Park Boys? And he said, No, I haven't. So I showed it to him. I got him hooked, oh, hooked on good. that show. And they are huge in Europe. Yeah, huge. I couldn't believe. I was just like, "What? They have a European special?" And when, whenever I introduced myself and I was living over there, they're like, "Ah, Trailer Park Boys." I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so favorite. Like, I've seen each season multiple times. Oh yeah, I mean, like it started uh, with the Netflix. It's I don't know, like their direction of the show. It's kind of I don't know. It's I don't want to say it doesn't have the same charm. It does because it's Trailer Park Boys, but like, yeah, <laughs> the story, the writing hasn't been that hasn't really been that good as, as like plot wise. But you got it. Just it's all about the characters, man. Like oh, for you know? sure, for sure. Um, I quite like the one where they like they ha were having a party of some kind, but then the um. Bubbles had set up this like motel where people could like rent out these sheds, but then all of a sudden it turned into like oh, a brothel, <laughs> and he's so upset. And I'm like, oh, I, I literally, I like, I actually felt bad for him because he was just like, guys, it's so hard. <laughs> Turn it into a fucking brothel. Everyone's, everyone's banging in my shed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was so. Ugh, I like. There's so many though. Know, how could there how is? Can you can't really. Yeah, we can't pick so one. I've I've tried to watch everything. It's like so, and then like they have like the podcasts. Like, oh my god, you got to listen <gasps> you to the podcasts if you I haven't. haven't listened to them. Oh, hmm. start with the first one, and it's just amazing. Like if you just want to just veg out and just have some time to kill, or you're like on a plane or something, listen oh, to that. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, oh, it's 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 good, and and um, but yeah, it's funny because that show. Dang, Hold on. That show, <laughs> uh, um, that really like kind of. I don't want to say it's 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 part of my humor because when I refer <laughs> when I refer to someone or something as a cocksucker, it's not necessarily <laughs> that they suck cock. Suck it's just <laughs> a replacement of the noun. It's just like, hey, that man over there. Instead of saying that man, you say, oh, that cocksucker over there. So, but people like don't get it. 
right away unless they're into the show or they get my humor or something like that they, but so i gotta really watch myself but it's hard like it i always is, it is, yeah. find myself just like you know i tripped or uh i can't lift something or something went wrong and i'm just like oh cocksucker and i'm like <laughs> I'm just afraid of someone like walking by. I'm like, dude, why is he talking about cocks? <laughs> like, what's wrong with this guy? But uh, I always thought that that was a really Canadian thing. Like, oh, maybe even even specific to the East Coast because they uh, shoot in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and Nova Scotians, uh, people from Newfoundland, which is just to the north um, of them have a very particular way of speaking um different than where i am in southern ontario still very canadian accent but their accent is very specific yeah their accent and sort of vernacular is very uh of that area it's it's it's, that's for me is 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 even more funny because there's that layer of you know, Truth. it's still all Canadian culture, but yeah. like you know, it's, it's very specific to that area as well. It's it's um, um what do you, it's uh what do you call it? It's very authentic, then. Right, yeah. and I guess it would be the same as for you. Um, you know, seeing a show that's based in another area of the U.S. that is very iconic. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they just have their own way of doing things. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, have you been to Nova Scotia? I have actually. Uh, when I was touring with Thule in two thousand and two, I believe uh-huh. this is the first time I'd ever been out to the East Coast, and it's absolutely amazing. Oh. Beautiful. The people. Uh, well, we played a show in Halifax, and that was not a very good show. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> oh, "Where's April Wine, huh? Hey, yeah, where's, where's just... April Wine? Uh, play, I like the rock. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> play that I like Diane the rock Sawyer song. I don't care." I like this song there. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, um, but it, it, yeah, it was very good. But it, it's, uh, I highly recommend it to, nice. just for the scenery. Oh, I would totally go. I was going to, I would ask you, uh, how's the pepperoni in Nova Scotia? But are you, um, you're, Veg- you're vegan, <laughs> right? I'm vegetarian. Vegetarian. I, so you eat yeah. eggs? I do eat eggs on occasion. Yeah. Uh, and cheese, uh, unapologetic cheese addict yeah. um but i you know dairy sometimes doesn't agree with me so then i have to be forced to be vegan yeah. so but yeah like you know through the time that i was in the band and stuff i was pretty hardcore vegan um at a time where it was really difficult to be vegan so i ate like absolute garbage and all yeah. the stuff this, yeah. the, all the options that you have now as a vegan is much more wide <laughs> that like i have a vegan cookbook from 1999 and comparing it to vegan cookbooks now which they're like night and day in terms of in terms of nutrition right it just seems like it's just seems like junk food the first one the first one that i have sorry my cat is freaking out <laughs> i thought that, that was your cat that is your little kitty because uh i thought that was like <laughs> like uh, an audience in the background going yeah no He's 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 been acting so weird lately. He's nineteen. Aww, so old he's, kitty. He's old and has dementia. He doesn't understand that you know his voice. He doesn't use his indoor voice. Aww. <laughs> so he he just starts wailing like a fucking banshee. Hey, fuck it. So, fuck it. Yeah. He's old, so I just let him go. And like at he's, least he got his belly. He's Lance tickles belly. So, he's got your belly. 
So, um, yeah, that is awesome because, like, I tried to get, well, I'm trying, I'm in, uh, I've been back and forth with the vegetarian diet and I was like, I went cold turkey and went vegan and then I was just like, I don't know if I, I'll, I'll take baby steps and I'll do vegetarian and then now I'm like slowly incorporating meat just because of the research I've been uh, researching about like how you can only get some vitamins from like animal like uh, meat or whatever. But um, like you said, with the vegan diet, you just to me, it was just like, OK, that's good. They're going to eat a bunch of fruit and vegetables, but that's not really what do you call you it? You have um, to be very disciplined. Yes, I you have to be disciplined because I was a very lazy vegan, hugely lazy vegan. I'm like, well, uh, to get my protein, all I'm going to do is eat shitloads of peanut butter. That's because <laughs> pe- you equal peanut butter, right? And that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense, right? <laughs> all that protein will just come from my peanut butter. And I literally had like 100 jars of it because people kept bringing it for me. And I'm like, yes, this is never going to go bad. Amazing. <laughs> But yeah, you have to be very disciplined about it, even as a as a vegetarian as well. Oh, yeah. um, but I, I think I I'm never the type of person that tries to push it on other people because I know for some people it is absolutely not possible for them to be vegetarian for a, a variety of reasons, for genetic reasons or whatever. Um, they don't tolerate it very well. Um, I know um, Morgan when Morgan was vegetarian, she got really sick. Um, when we were like starting out or whatever, she's like, oh, I'm going to try and be vegetarian. I'm like, cool. She got super sick and couldn't, she just couldn't do it. She's like, I can't, I can't do it anymore, guys. Like, wow. that, that's, that's fine. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't think it's right when you have people that are, would shame you for that. It's like, okay, well, you know, we, we are privileged enough that we can make those decisions that I would like to be vegetarian or vegan, but, um, you know, some people actually can't make those decisions for various reasons, but yeah. So for her, it was just like health reasons can't do it. Yeah, no, definitely. I, uh, my, well, I think, well, my reasoning was for the animals, and I feel so guilty every time I've been eating a cheeseburger because I've been going <laughs> back and forth. It's just, but I need to like make the transition or just you know just continue whatever and just keep it the same because i do feel guilty is mm-hmm. that your reasoning or you just never like the te- uh, texture or you just never was a fan and you know and and, and also that was yeah it. yeah i think it's an and also for yeah. me originally um and you can even ask my mom uh i have always had problems with meat always because i didn't understand the connection between okay you're telling me that this is a cow that i'm eating like the cow that we saw at the you know, at the petting zoo, like that, is that what I'm eating? I was like five making these connections. Um, so like I was like, Simpson. yeah, I was like, no, I, I am not okay with this. And then my mom would try and feed me liver or something like that. I'm like, what, what is this? She's like, mom's like, it's liver. Just eat it. I'm like, <laughs> I, I already have a liver. I don't need to eat more. <laughs> so, and I was really young making that decision. I went vegetarian at about 11, 10 or 11. So, I have not known anything else besides living a vegetarian lifestyle. So for me, it's about the animals and it's also about uh, just just 
yeah, also a texture thing, and the smell makes me want to vom. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything, everything about it, it just just doesn't. It's not for me. Yeah. And again, it's not. It's not that I have, you know, the person that kind of showed me more about animal rights and whatnot when I was like ten or eleven um, really opened my eyes to it. Uh, so that was what pushed me to be like, okay, I'm going to make this decision and be completely vegetarian. Um, but it did start out as a texture thing or yeah. as a, yeah, a food thing. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what also uh, is gearing me towards uh, like more plant-based and stuff. Because it's just, yeah, like you said, the texture, it's like handling raw chicken. If I can't mm-hmm. cook it myself, fuck that. Like you, then don't eat it, right? Like, oh, I'm right. going to have someone else cook it. Or like you don't, or not even think about where this uh, food came from you know like right, people are just right. like oh i'll just get it for the store they don't know that like it's all in sometimes it's like really inhumane and also like also the toxicness of just them putting so much shit in the fucking meat like people don't right. know it's like the most toxic shit like you know and and i think also um it, it, and you're absolutely right there's this there's a disconnect between where our food comes from and how it gets to our plate and, and that whole process from the time that it was a cow or a pig or whatever uh, till it gets to your plate. Like there's a, a very big disconnect, I think, with, with people. Um, and I think more people, more and more people are becoming more wise about like, what, what, what exactly are we eating here? How was it prepared? Yeah. How, you know, um, but, and, and I don't think that also, that is necessarily restricted to meat also vegetables as well right um because you know we had that scare with romaine recently with e coli and like cilantro was bad for a while it's like what what are you are you like bathing our fucking vegetables in poop like what are you doing over there like it's it's horrible yeah so you know i think it's also interesting in that sense that we're trying to really get back to the our roots as it were <laughs> like oh, what are, yeah, yeah. Oh. i i like how you say root is that one of your favorite sepultura songs or what? <laughs> but uh okay well, well we'll get into the influences and how you got into the guitar because right? um what i like to ask my guests um because er- it's always the same question but everyone has a different answer but in canada you don't say high school you say grade nine grade ten right you don't say uh, high school. Well, you, you guys say you just reverse it, don't you? You say no, we say like grade. oh freshman year, sophomore. Oh, year. so you do you do okay. Well, we don't say that, yeah. but we still say we'll say grade ten, grade nine, blah blah blah. Yeah. But then I was told that you guys say it ninth grade, eleventh grade, yeah. and then on top of the fact that it can also be freshman, sophomore, or yeah. senior, whatever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> and it was, it's just you know being in the U.S. a lot as a teenager and learn all these things like, like what? what what's a sophomore what the hell <laughs> like oh you mean grade 10 and like oh. right grade 10 okay yeah uh so yeah. what was uh high school like in canada like or what was high school like for you and it's interesting seeing i was having this conversation with my um one of my longest running friends from uh from grade nine <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Freshman year. Freshman year yeah. uh, so her and I were talking about how it was such an incredibly isolating experience because we were shipped off from our tiny, oh, for me, in my case, anyways, she came from a different public school, but like grade school 
into high school and we were kind of like rocker chick people and our high school was like 2000 kids like it was a massive fucking high school so we were these little 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 cogs in this huge landscape right Mm -hmm. so at grade nine and it was very isolating for the first semester until i met her actually and then we were like two peas in a pod because we were into the same like kind of like punk music but you know also rock music and i sort of getting into metal at the time and until i met mercedes which is also in that year actually i met her previously in grade eight but at any rate mm-hmm. uh you know so we're just listening to all kinds of like mu- like heavy music and whatever but and then in grade 10 it was like full-on metal we were 100 percent corn kids like unapologetic corn kids yeah <laughs> there was like a whole squad of us decked out in adidas decked out in like we all had dreads like it was i i wish i could send you like because they're not good they're not good <laughs> they were awful i looked ter- i looked like uh uh looked horrible i looked i really did um so we'd be walking down um our our lockers were in like the basement which is strange so they had this locker bay that we had to walk by a bunch of like I want to say quote unquote jock people and there would be these dudes that was always the same two dudes I will never fucking forget them um they would just yell like take a shower (laughs) actually I'm probably cleaner than you you dirty fuck (laughs) but I think it was just because you know I like I I yeah, I don't know. It just looked like... It looked bad. It was not a good look. And then later on, I started to dress more, quote-unquote, feminine, where we started getting into, like, glam and listening to more glam rock. And, and so there was a lot of feathers and platforms and skirts. And so then, like, it was a total 360 from, you know, sequ- not sequin, but, like, your your adidas stuff and whatever so (laughs) yeah so i mean high school for the two years that i was there um up until i had to drop out because of touring uh was awesome i I didn't have problems with anybody like we found our niche of our, our weird like squad um and it was great wow i like i i i got that uh yell too i was told to hey take a shower you know why it's i was like i do take a shower and it's not because i don't take a shower i intentionally did this to my hair with the dreadlocks because <laughs> yeah. you would it get just... the burt's beeswax f- from a uh, hot topic you would twist <laughs> your hair and then you would tangle it like... we got murray's murray's beeswax. oh yeah it was murray's yeah murray's not burt's it was murray's murray's beeswax and yes. then you put i used fucking peanut butter what? and corn syrup to get my and i mean my hair has a bit of texture in it anyways so uh-huh. it was e- easy but like my friend who was 100 percent irish we had to sit there and like back home and like trying to get her hair you know to be like easier to to dread together uh-huh. so it was just like we had to reapply <laughs> every fucking day and yeah was, yeah oh my god like the straw ah that's so funny because the struggle was real. Like, people don't understand when you want to like look like Jonathan Davis. You gotta, 
that gotta, shit, the, you gotta do that shit every day it's not because day. oh just you know let it go on its own no it was a commitment yeah commitment and i had i had done my hair like monkey so i had it bleached oh. in the front and and then there were like parts of it that were bleached and and like my dreads looked terrible but i mean they they looked the shit like i i looked like a corn kid and i was so fucking proud yeah <laughs> fucking cool i look and yeah. i felt cool i felt confident i felt it was amazing. What an amazing time, oh. really. So when, uh, when it, what was the first corn song you heard? I believe it would have been Clown. Ah, the first yeah. album, huh? Yep. Oh yep. shit. That's all because of Morgan. Um, she had their record and was like, "You need to listen to this band because they're fucking amazing." I'm like, "Okay." She introduced me to a lot of like heavier music because uh-huh. at the time I was huge into Nirvana. Like I can't even describe to you how much of a huge Nirvana fan I was from the t- from like 1995, like a year after he fucking died. I get into them, but anyway, <laughs> uh, all the way up until like nine. Well, not all the way up until like 97 ish, and then when I started going to school uh in high school then i met her and then she's just like hey have you heard these bands like what is this devil music this is great (laughs) so oh man so um you met mercedes mercedes lander who's the drummer of kitty you met her in grade eight eight eight, uh grade eight right yep yep and she was in grade seven and grade seven but and then you met in gymnastics class right yeah actually we we had met uh briefly before that and i had recognized her in the in the gymnastics class i was like oh yeah hey (laughs) i know you you know brad brad you know our mutual friend anyway (laughs) shout out to brad (laughs) oh brad everyone knows a brad brad was legit the okay you tell me if i'm right okay but in your life there was the one guy that literally fucking knew everybody like, oh, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew. He's a great yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrew fucking knows everybody. <laughs> that, right? Fuck, that, man. That was Brad. Brad knew everyone. I don't know how he did. I don't know how he knew her because she went to a completely different school. She was younger <laughs> than us. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know Mercedes. I'm like, what? How do you? What? <laughs> anyway. So. That yeah, but oh yeah, everyone. Brad knows. Yeah, he knew everyone, I guess. But did he know that you played guitar? Or was that the time you got into guitar? The same time as gymnastics? <laughs> yes, uh, because who gave me my first guitar to practice on? Brad. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I oh shit! Yeah. No. So Brad had a guitar that he didn't play. He was a drummer. So he goes, yeah, I have a, a, a fucking nylon string guitar that you could borrow. Aww. Because I, I had been trying to convince my parents for about a, yeah, a couple of years up until that point. Up, because it was 1996. Or, no, it would have been end of 95 into 96. And I was con- trying to convince my parents to buy me a fucking guitar. Or drums or something. And I would cut out, we have this, this, um, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was like a, uh, a classified thing called the penny saver. And yeah, I, I, I remember that shit. Yeah, yeah, the penny saver. Okay, so I've cut it out. All the little classifieds, I'd stick them all over the the, the fridge. Like drums, two hundred bucks. Guitar, one hundred dollars. <laughs> and I was just like, anyway. So they they were not interested. Um, 
So then I went to Brad, and Brad's like, yeah, I got a nylon string right here. Do you want to use it? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> and he was him and another guy who ended up playing, oh, oh God, what this, uh, he ended up playing with uh, Lion Eyes Bleed eventually for like a year. He played uh-huh. with them. So it was him, Brad, myself, this other chick that lived down the street who played guitar, and this other girl that used to, was in Kitty for literally five minutes. Um, <laughs> that, we, that was like the first band that I played together with was, was fucking Brad. <laughs> was Brad. All, Brad knows everyone. Shit, man. Brad knows everyone. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, I know a bass player. Uh, so-and-so could do it. Oh, oh, hey, I know a singer. Yeah, we can get him to yeah, sing. I, oh, what a perfect guy to have. He is the fucking bomb. He lives in like Thailand now, living his, like living the best life. He probably knows so, everyone. He knows like, he hey, you know Barack Obama? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Um, cool so that's how I got into it was learning guitar on the guitar that Brad gave me, um, uh, buying Guitar World, and then tr- and then teaching myself the tabs in the back of Guitar World. I don't know if they still do that. Do they put tabs in the back of Guitar I, I World? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, some of the songs that were coming out at that time, um, well, no, um, the the Muddy Banks of the Wishka had just come out. It was the Nirvana Live album, uh-huh, 97, okay. I think. Mm-hmm. So they had Aneurysm in there. A- Aneurysm is one of the first songs I learned how to play on yeah. Brad's guitar. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fucking Spanish nylon string guitar. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Aww. That is cool. Oh, shit. You got to do what you got to do. And, yeah. like, or whatever you have, right? I had no money, no job. I had, like, my parents, you know, I came from, come from a relatively big family, so we didn't have a lot of money. And, you know, like, you just got to do with what you have. Yeah. Um, so you were self taught then? You didn't take I was, lessons? yeah. No, I didn't take lessons. I probably should take lessons now. <laughs> because uh, I reached a plateau, which is interesting. Uh, uh, but I'm like, huh. yeah. Uh, yeah, so you uh, wait, you reached a plateau. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. Yeah. No, it's okay. No, I was just, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to know. I've reached a plateau. Um, uh, well, I... I don't, well, obviously, you're probably a better guitar player than me because I, well, I started how you started, like, learning tabs and then, um, but all I know is just to read, uh, read tabs. I don't know the theory, but you know the theory and stuff. You know scales, you know, you understand all that I stuff? understand it, um, yeah. only because I took it afterwards, um, when I went to a, where I did a program, a musical theater program where i had to learn musical theory which is interesting because i I was like i'm kind of doing this backwards like (laughs) i was you know quote unquote professional musician but i could i I, like i couldn't read music but i could read tabs no problem people gave me tab i can learn it and no no big deal so then i had to learn kind of out of order um but i still can't like sight read um uh, music confidently mm-hmm. so hmm, yeah like i mean I, I prefer still with tab yeah i still I, I i it's one of my bucket list items is that i would like to actually learn um and and use what i'm learning <laughs> uh effectively whether it be with like especially with um singing singing sight reading is a Especially because I do theater, it's really important to have that skill. 
or it's a, it's it's a good thing to have that skill, sight reading skill. Oh shit! Yeah, that's uh, I. Well, we'll get into like the recording process of the first album, but uh, let's see. Let's see. okay. Where so you met Mercedes? You met guitar from that? You got it from Brad, and then fucking um, Brad, fucking <laughs> Brad. And then when did you meet uh, Morgan? What was that like? How was meeting the eventual lead singer of Kitty? Uh, I think I mentioned that in the in the documentary. Uh, I, I was really intimidated by her. Um, just because she has such a presence, and she still does, has this really um, old soul presence to her, uh, which is super intimidating to a 12 or 13 year old. Uh, and oh, she's, shit. How old was she then? When? She was 15. She's. Uh, hold on. No, she's a year older than me. Oh, okay. She'd be like. Almost, almost two years older than me, actually. Uh-huh. She's in January. So, yeah, like she just. She was really intimidating, but, you know. Once you got to know her, it was like, she is, yeah, she'll be one of your best friends, really. So, yeah, it was it was great. And she was very reluctant, actually, um, to be the singer. Because she's like, uh, I guess. <laughs> because I didn't want to. I'm like, I don't want to be a singer. <laughs> I ain't singing. I just want to play my guitar. But um, um, was it because she was like oh i don't want to hang out with my younger sister and her friend or was it because she wasn't comfortable with her voice or uh no no no. like they hung out they hung out like very close in age uh relatively close in age um so you know no i don't think it was more so like i don't know if i want to do that um but then she had already sung in other bands or she'd other kind of loosely with other people so then she was more experienced at it than I was because I had never done it at all. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, um, so have you, are you into podcasts at all besides this I, one? Yeah, <laughs> I will be now. Uh, yes, I, the only one that I, <laughs> the only one that I listen to currently is V Single. <laughs> v Single? V single and it's What's about that? two girls, two women rather that live in LA and all of their date like their dating disasters. Oh shit. It is fucking hilarious cuz <laughs> some of them are so bad and it talks about, you know, dating culture and you know, dating back in the day. They're they're younger than me, but like dating dating back in the day versus dating now and you know, it's just interesting from their perspective as as two artists uh, and writers, and you know, they're, they they meet a lot of people living in LA. They they date a lot of actors and all these types, as I call them. Uh, so it's very interesting. Uh, yeah, the reason why I mention um, mention a podcast is like, have you listened to Morgan's podcast, The Witchfinger? Podcast? I haven't. No, uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's just well. Uh, are you into horror movies or and uh, hey, not really? Not really. Yeah, that, <laughs> not really, no. that's her uh, podcast. Oh, she's with. I forgot. I'm so sorry about the other names of the people of the other. I hosts, know but... Yasmina is on it, but yeah. I don't know the other girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they just like review uh, horror, old uh, horror movies and like. You know, campy home ones and not that like checks the, so. yeah, <laughs> that right? checks so, out. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, and then I uh, I don't know for anyone listening to this have watched the twentieth anniversary. You guys should pick that up. It's a very good watch and a very good listen because it's it's Kitty and um. I just want to know what like you guys the 
your first show was a battle of the bands and i want to know like what was that experience and do you remember your set list at all like (laughs) (laughs) i know it was incredibly nerve-wracking as as you would expect because it was the first time uh, no, sorry. It was the first time that we performed as a band together. Oh, but I had performed, uh, you know, with other people, with Brad. Brad. <laughs> with Brad. We, we played a, a grade 8 Christmas concert. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, a grade yeah. 8 Christmas concert? Christmas. Co- and you you want to know the songs that we played? Can I just tell you? Yeah, go ahead. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. We played Floyd the Barber by Nirvana. <gasps> This is 1996. Yeah, it would have been 90. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Maybe it was grade seven. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So we played Floyd the Barber with like four singers, Brad on drums, and this this guy, Derek, who who ended up playing in Thine Eyes Bleep. He played guitar. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we played Floyd the Barber. We played... Um, Oh, fuck. There was a group of guys that were obsessed with the Descendants. So they uh-huh. played like three Descendants songs or something. I can't remember exactly which ones it, which ones they were, but hilarious. We also played Hole. We played Violet, myself and Sandra, who was in Kitty for five minutes. Um, and I remember this and I was so fucking pissed because people were like saying shit about the fact that I was wearing a skirt and I had put my leg up on the monitor Uh-oh. and they're like, oh my God, what a floozy. I'm like, okay, clearly I was emulating Courtney Love. Are you fucking dumb? <laughs> like, <laughs> hello. But I was like 12, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the best idea, but my parents were absolutely blown away. They didn't. They had no idea that I had been tinkering in my room with Brad's guitar, playing <laughs> playing the tunes. They were like, "What is that? We didn't know you could play guitar." I'm like, "I've been telling you for the last three fucking years." Like, <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, it was. So going back to the show, the Battle of Bands, uh, it was nerve wracking and scary, and I do not remember the set list. Uh, unfortunately <laughs> uh, oh man i could you uh do you remember if you were playing you're probably playing too fast because usually when you're nervous oh you're my like... god <laughs> it's so true you know we, we were done in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. yeah yeah i mean it's 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 so weird because then when you play with very experienced musicians or people that are playing to a click track and, and you can expect the same pace every single night it's like the world like a world of difference it's very interesting oh yeah but yeah we would we would play like a million miles an hour <laughs> yeah oh man that's oh wow i can't even imagine like because like i i mean i've performed like like I guess open mic stand up and stuff. That's yeah. fucking nerve wracking. I, even... I can't. I give you much, much respect, my friend. Huh. I would never be able to do that. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 uh, I haven't done it in a while because the last experience was like the first time I was like I got no laughs and it was. Oh. It's more about, yeah. It was. It was pretty bad just because I was trying everything like. And you have to read the crowd. That's when you do, you know, repetition and shit. Like, that's when you get better. It's just like, 
you don't want to go 100 miles an hour and feel like you just drank like two cups of coffee when it's 11 o'clock at night and everyone's already like fucking drunk you know you didn't (laughs) that was my spiel but yeah oh shit but um so you got so after the battle of the bands and then you guys produced songs like how many songs what was like some of the first songs you got so was uh, all the songs on the first record you guys made before it was recorded or you guys made it during yes. the recording? Yes, all of them were done previously and we had in varying um, iterations, of course. But yeah, some of the first songs were like Trippin', um, Johnny, and I think Spit came much later. Um, but yeah, we had done a, a demo with uh trippin and johnny and something else i can't remember oh my god we're going back here uh and then we did another like ep after that which included charlotte and paper doll and then um we had the full length which included spit and the other ones so yeah uh we had all of them done in varying varying uh degrees okay um so but um we all, all I knew Kitty, and it had uh, Talina as the bass, bass player, but it had a different bass player. Her name's Tanya. Yeah. Tan, Tanya, what was, what's her last name? Ta- uh, Tanya Kendler. Tan, yeah. So how did you meet her? You met her in high school as well? I did. Yeah, she was one of the OG, like, people that I that saved me from <laughs> loneliness <laughs> in grade nine. Um, she was just like your typical kind of riot girl chick that i yeah. saw like combat boots bleach blonde hair bright red lipstick like i'm like you are everything i, I want to be <laughs> you are great so then i said to the girls i'm like hey this chick i met in high school she's amazing um she's a fucking savant that like literally probably one of the best musicians ever um and she, she, yeah so then I brought her in, and then Morgan and Mercedes are like, holy fuck, she's really good. <laughs> she's just, like, way better than we are. I'm like, good, we should keep her. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she was just amazing. Um, and she was in the band for a couple of years, and then she dropped out for personal reasons. And then uh, Talina was somebody that uh, Morgan, or sorry, uh, Mercedes knew. So then... She's like, hey, you know, she, she, she's, we're like, can you play, can you play bass? She's like, I played guitar for a couple of months. <laughs> and, uh, she'd never picked up a bass before and had learned everything in like a month. Oh, so she came after the recording. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Wait. We had our a debut. Okay, we had already released the record. We had already toured some of the record. Uh-huh. She, uh, Tanya had left the band, I think, in the summer of two of 1999. We had already booked a show, I believe, in October of that year. And we were like, we have no fucking bass player. Like, what the hell are we going to do? <laughs> um, so then we called Talina. And Talina's like, yeah, yeah, I can learn it. No big deal. So yeah. she learned everything. She fucking rocked it. Uh, and the rest is history. Fuck yeah! And then, um, well, bef- well, in order to record an album, you have to get signed first. So, uh, how did you get signed to record the album? We played a sh- uh, showcase. We played many showcases, but we played one in particular at Canadian Music Week. 
which is a kind of like CMJ uh, in the U.S. or in New York, rather. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like, you know, I was South by Southwest. Yeah. It's like a showcase for up-and-coming bands and blah, blah, blah. So we played that, um, and I, I can't recall, and the documentary probably will talk about it more, but I can't recall if we had invited this person or if he had showed up. Uh, on his own accord, but he was an A&R guy for a small indie label out of New York. Um, and he came up to us and was like, you guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he was like this super chill dude, and he was like, you guys are fucking cool, man. I really dig it. I'm like, all right, <laughs> yay. Um, so from that point on, it kind of snowballed really quickly because he was just like yeah we're gonna get you down to sorry get you down to york meet with the ceo uh the the, yeah ceo and we'll see uh where it goes from there and and from that point once we signed with them and remember they were a very small label they only had four or five acts and we'd made the decision like maybe you know we should go with a small uh, sorry a small label who can give us the attention that we would like Versus being, you know, and we were turned down by like all of these big labels. They're like, "Who the fuck are you?" No, no, <laughs> we don't like. So we went with a smaller one, which ended up being the best decision uh, because they were ended up not being bought out. I can't remember if they were bought out or they were um, folded into a larger company with um, Danny uh, Goldberg at the helm, who is, or I think he still is. Um, a huge record exec. He he was involved with Nirvana. He was involved wow. with all these really big people. And I'm like, lost my fucking shit when I'm like, Danny Goldberg Bull. And all the girls are looking at me like, who? I'm like, Nirvana? Hello? <laughs> of course, being a huge Nirvana fan, I knew that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so at any rate, uh, so I think it happened very, very quickly. Maybe within like four, three or four months. Wow. And then we got... A bigger label swallowing a smaller label and then it just went uh, like zero to 60 Shit. you know like really really quickly i was like Whoa, okay dude i so. can imagine like uh watch from the documentary tanya was just like uh from her perspective was just like wow like all this shit like she was mentioning of uh, uh an autograph signing it's like these people are here to sign like i'm they want my autograph like i did about being freaked out like holy shit and you're like you're teenager we're kids yeah oh, shit. And, and and i remember her being or saying to me she's just like i don't know if i can do this yeah. this is this is a bit too and she said that to me sort of in confidence <laughs> at the time mm-hmm. she's like i don't know if i can do this this is this is this is this is crazy right yeah um it's a bit too too much for any and in 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 the dark if you'll see in the documentary what she says uh how she coped with it and how Mm -hmm. you know it didn't she couldn't do it anymore and i I was like i totally get it and i knew something was going on because we were supposed to do press or something on this particular day when Mm -hmm. she said i'm out um we're supposed to do press and then all of a sudden like Morgan and Tanya were gone, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm sitting there eating, like, this veget- it's just this vegan uh, noodles or whatever, and I was like, it's so good, I love New York, this <laughs> is <laughs> so good. And then I realized, like, fuck, the band is falling apart, and I had no oh. idea. I felt like a total dick. I still kind of feel like a dick about that whole situation, but anyways. Well, you're young, and, you know, what can you... Because, like, 
you're just like you're giving up on the dream what the fuck are you doing this is yeah like yeah and i i was i, I said to her like i totally respect what you're doing like i, I get it 100 percent um it's it is a lot it's a lot to deal with and you know i was really supportive and like i i still talk to her after you know she left and, and whatever like she still remains one of my best friends and mm. we've known each other for more than 20 years so like I love the girl to death and yeah. it's so weird how all of that happened and we have such a crazy history together <laughs> now she's like married and has kids and like you know I don't know and I'm still here with my fucking <laughs> cat my cat who just pissed all over the floor actually previous to when you call or when we talked <laughs> uh, so she deals with kids peeing I deal with cat pee so yeah you you fucker <laughs> okay well i gotta like pause real quick because if you could hear the background there's a bunch of doggies because the siren came by and doggies they howl at the oh yeah, so. okay all Hold right okay can you hear that yeah i can oh have you ever have you ever seen um zootopia i haven't oh well there's this one scene where uh to distract like a group of like wolves the main character judy bunny or judy hops she starts like howling at the like just howling going howling oh, oh. <laughs> and then, like one of the wolves is like has the itch to howl and then the, uh his partner's like hey don't start because you'll start a howling but he can't take it and then they also every time the doggies always howl they what kind of dogs are they yeah, Huskies? but anyway, they're done. They're done uh, singing their little silly songs. <laughs> uh, okay, where was I? Uh, okay, so we're talking about like oh, yeah, how we got, got signed. Uh, yeah. and, oh, yeah. uh, so we're gonna. So you guys got signed, and you need to. Uh, and you're doing the recording process. Did you fine tune your guitar sound of uh, like the tunings, or you already came in like this is how we sound. This is our tuning. Like you know. Let's change it up or, yeah. Because remember, I guess, you know, who we were really hugely influenced by at the time was Korn, right? Yeah. We knew that they played seven string guitars. I couldn't afford to buy or know even where to fucking get a seven string guitar. Um, my parents had bought me a Squire, um, this shitty <laughs> Squire, and I'm staring at it. It's actually in my apartment now. Whoa. So they bought it for me. It's like a prized possession of mine, even if it is a shitty guitar. Um, I wanted, we, we wanted to have, obviously, as a drop tuning of some kind. So what made the most sense for us playing string, uh, seven, six string guitars, um, and because I was such a huge Deftones fan, um, drop C made the most sense. Um. Like, why don't we just do drop C? It's still heavy and, you know. It, yeah. it just made it made sense for us, and I could play my own summer as much as I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like, you could play the whole White Pony album and shit, and like, oh, oh, oh my god, I'm so, dude, I'm so fucking excited. They're play they're they're, they're releasing a new record this year. Oh, what? Yeah. So how many strings is fucking Stefan playing now? Like twenty? <laughs> I think it's a it's an eight, but then he also has a seven baritone. Oh my god! Like the I played it because of course I went right. I went to I went to the like guitar our version of Guitar Center, uh -huh. 
went in there. I'm like, do you guys have the Steph Carpenter, uh, the, his baritone guitar? They're like, yeah, we do. I'm like, I want to play it. Oh Give God. it to me. I, I can't afford it right now, but I was just like <laughs> touching this guitar. Like, you're so beautiful. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, I know. I can't imagine. Oh, seven string birds. So it was like long and fucking thick. Oh, it sounds like I'm talking about a cock. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Cocksucker. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's funny that um, you mentioned we're, we're talking about Stefan Carpenter and he's sponsored by ESP. I don't know if he's sponsored by ESP, but weren't you sponsored by ESP Guitars? Yes. Wow. How awesome is that? Yeah, they make. I, I still am a diehard ESP fan. Um, not sponsored by them anymore, of course, because I'm, I'm not a professional musician anymore. They have no reason to. Um, but. Still, in my humble opinion, they make some of the most solid, crisp-sounding guitars ever. But I was also enticed by BC Rich towards the end of my oh. time, Kitty. They're like, hey, so we, were, we just want to, you know, give you a guitar for you to try out, like, whatever. Um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right, sure. They gave me an assassin to play, which is very, it's actually, it, it's very similar to the Steph Carpenter series that I have, his uh -huh. original six, six string. Um, very similar. It's, it's lightweight. It, it, it's also has a very crisp um, sound, but can also be quite muddy if you want it to be as well. And, and I don't mean muddy in a bad way, but like just sludge, like a doom sludge sound if yeah. you want. Um, so I've been actually pretty sold by that guitar too, but I'm still pretty diehard ESB. At the end of the day, <laughs> um, I always remembered the uh, BC Riches like the body like mixed version was like it was really as heavy as fuck. I remember like yeah, and that's what's interesting because I did I tried uh, mixed guitar on and i'm like this thing weighs a million pounds like i just i, I don't i didn't like the feel of it i didn't like because for him it makes sense because he's a giant fucking man yeah. um for me it was awkward and clunky and it looks cool as shit but for me it just didn't work whereas the assassin is like a pretty standard kind of ibanez style body which and it's light as a fucking feather it's amazing and 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 it has the finish of my ESP Viper, which also, as much as it looks beautiful, was such a clunky guitar, and it was so heavy, and it hurt the fuck out of my back, so I was like, okay, no, I can't play this guitar anymore, and so I was favoring the Assassin and um, the Eclipse, the ESP Eclipses uh, that, I, that I had, or that I have, rather. Fuck, you're taking me back, just because I just remember, like, uh, ordering the musician's friend catalog and just like going through the fucking. Oh, I love that! I love that catalog. <laughs> uh, gosh. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, so since uh, I still want to get back to the recording of the album, and I'll talk about the song Brackish. And yeah. I was just wondering, like, uh, after listening to the intro song, I was just uh, was that influenced by the the Halloween theme at all? The just the beginning part. Oh. Huh? Oh my god, I've never heard that before. Uh, no. Because <laughs> oh, oh, it kind of sounded like ho the Halloween, you know, the, I don't want to... Yeah, no, I... It, now that you say that, uh, it does sound quite a bit like it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, and now it does 
So yeah, when you have no, the fiftieth anniversary, you can say that. Oh yeah, we're influenced by. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I I don't know where that came from and why I decided to do that. I just yeah. It just sounded good. It just, it just sounded that, good. I was like, no, you know where you said it, it. That is totally a fucking corn riff like that. Oh, one hundred and thirty-five percent, dude. Like. Yeah. Not, I am un, unashamed. I will unabashedly agree. <laughs> yeah, because they always had that different type of like those chords where it's not really a chord type of chord. Like it's the two frets together type of chord. I don't know. Like I'm it's not, um, it's it, this dissonant. Mr. Bungle sound. chord. I don't know what they're. Yes, doing. very, very much so. And yeah. I never really liked Mr. Bungle, even though they would talk about them in in interviews all the time yeah. how great they were blah 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 i'm like meh i don't get it yeah or hey i like faith no more and i'm like cool uh yeah, yeah. I, I have uh, the same opinion yeah. just like, i don't get it but uh, mike penn he's a good singer he's you know so. he's fucking badass i love him <laughs> he has slick hair i like that um, he has slick hair he's he's slick, <laughs> he is a slick, motherfucker. slick uh, so um speaking of uh well before we get to the music video of Brackish, because that was the single of the first album, I want to, uh, you can get into it uh, if you want, but there's a song on the album, on the first album, called Choke, yep. and it's You Sing It. I do. And uh, there's a pretty, in I just reading and listening to the lyrics, it's, it's, I, I, there's some sort of backstory, and I got to say, that was the first time I've heard the word pedophile. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was Not just like, what's a pedophile? Oh, it's in that choke song. And I'm just like, and then I looked it up and I was just like, whoa, dude, Fallen was in some shit. Like, ugh. Uh, I don't know. Really, though? I thought that Korn would have at least said something like that. No, I'd write, especially with their first album. Well, uh I, yeah, I enjoyed that song. Hold on, hold on. That, hold that on. song that they talk about that shit. Daddy. Yeah. Daddy. Did, did you know that um, he they, they when they had like the 25th anniversary or something like that, they played the first album like from first song to the last. Oh song. my god! Did they? And they played Daddy. Fuck. I think it's on YouTube. Okay. Uh. Can I go on a tangent for two seconds? Yeah, go for it. Go, go. Really, really funny. Go. Um, <laughs> oh, gods, forgive me. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine and I, her and her boyfriend and two other guys were at a beach house, her, her boyfriend's beach house, and we decided <laughs> there was mushrooms involved. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So the boyfriend decides to put on Korn's first record. Have you ever listened to Korn's first record in its entirety while well, some of the influence? I, it, I've been under the influence of many mushrooms, and I don't think that it would be quite as, as enjoyable as uh, Dark Side of Moon. But Okay, but for me, uh -huh. it was... Oh my god, my cat. Stop! <laughs> um very very much the same kind of experience i'm like man this record is amazing oh. and I, of course i knew that but in that uh, in that state i'm like guys guys can we just talk about how amazing this record is and like found shut up <laughs> like, no really and then we listened to daddy eight times really on, re on repeat 
Like, whoa. Tr- and that's 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 deep, man. Like, that's something that you should not do to your psyche. Oh, you should what? not do that. Do not re- hashtag do not recommend. No. Yeah. What? Oh man, like I, because uh, I what I remember the first time I did mushrooms, and then I was just like, I don't know, I was in a haze, and I was trying to actually trying to put on dark side of the moon with on um, some stereo and then i clicked a bunch of buttons and it was am radio and they were talking about the effects of uh cigarette smoking and at the time i used to smoke cigarettes and i was like wow this shit's talking to me but i can't even imagine listening to the self-titled record of corn because corn ah uh, uh, it's to right now it, they're kind of bittersweet for me right because that was yeah. That was at the time like oh that's that's my Nirvana I could see someone yeah like, you know? but when you actually go back and then you read the lyrics and you listen to it and then you're you're an adult so you can like you know layer things and like oh this is this actually meant that and all that stuff right and oh it meets a totally Jonathan different Davis meaning is, right? yeah yeah it, it, that's that's deep mm-hmm. that that's a really that comes from a very dark 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 place. Mm-hmm. So listening to that, I'm like, stop for fuck's sake! No, go. Sorry, 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 sorry. He's uh, he's trying to get after my my dinner that is sitting on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your your cat's a vegetarian as well. He he's is trying to. He is. He's, he's like uh, yeah. He pisses on the floor. He's a jerk. He eats my food. He, he fucking pisses on the floor. Yeah. Uh, he eats all the fucking chicken fingers. <laughs> <Cock sucker>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, oh man that is that's an intense story and lis- oh. sorry it was a total tangent no 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 I, rate, i'm still uh, thinking about that i still can't gra- like i don't know if the listeners will fully grasp fucking how crazy and intense is the first corn record is plus on shrooms <laughs> yeah that like that's that's a Holy really shit. that's a lot to deal with um at any rate, so that song is about some. It is a, a about somebody that oh, I know. The, it, the song "Choke," the song yes. "Choke" on the first Kitty record we're talking about yes. now. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. we tangent tangent. <laughs> so it was uh, about somebody. No. It was about somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I and I wanted to use as many uh, slurs as I could about this particular person. Uh, and I, I know for a fact that he heard it, which is great. Um, and, and, you know, it, it just makes me happy knowing that I'm like, you're a fucking piece of shit and you still are. And, and it's funny cause also because I, I remember seeing him years later. Whoa. Um, yeah, I remember seeing him years later and being like, oh God, you are just a shadow of yourself. Amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so satisfying just being like, you're a fucking loser still. Great. But uh, yeah, Kate also came from a dark place. But you know, you live, you learn. Yeah, and you live, you learn. Man, he must have been an older gentleman, huh? Like, especially putting uh, the word pedophile. There. I don't want to even <laughs> think about it, just because I watched uh, Catch a Predator. I don't. Oh. I, watch, I don't like that shit. It's and all this shit about. I don't. I don't know. People are fucked, man. Yeah, like just, in just crate in the head. Okay, sorry. I need to just move this plate so he can stop uh, jumping on here. Sorry. Yeah. Move. 
Okay. Sorry about that. Um, I just, I, I love it. I love that you're just showing your Canadian and you just saying sorry about everything. And when I say sorry, I always say sorry. And then people sorry. ask me, are you Canadian? And I was like, no, I just like <laughs> I Canadian just I and I just love Degrassi. Like, I, I don't want to get into, I don't know if you're a fan of Degrassi. Are you? I am not. Okay, no. good. Because I don't want to talk about it. Okay? Yeah, I, I've never, I've never... Never got never, into it. I've never got into it. Not <laughs> even like the one with Drake on. So, I know, right? Fucking Drake. Fucking Drake. Was, like I had Degrassi. no. No one knows about that shit. Everyone's like, oh, Drake is so hard. <laughs> nah, he wasn't. He got shot and he's in uh, a wheelchair. You know. It was God's plan. Yeah, God's, God's plan. plan. There you go. God's plan. God's plan. <laughs> um. <laughs> so uh, after, uh, oh yeah, uh, so. You guys finished the record and you chose the single to be brackish. So what was the how was the process of filming the first music video? Because oh, I'm in I'm in film and oh I'm not in film. I I'm in interested film? in film and oh. uh, the process of making a movie and music video must be very tedious and kind of repetitive. Probably really repetitive actually. Really repetitive. Well, I've been on both sides now. Um, like work doing music videos first of course and it was interesting because it was a live video done in a gay bar in new york called life i think it was called life and we it was a full day of us just playing the song over and over and over again there's a bunch of extras that were in front of us like rocking out and and whatever but uh it was such a cool experience like it was it was i don't know it was really like a fun like we're just playing a show basically but then when you compare that with like the charlotte video which was more you know has a story and and all this stuff um oh but we i have okay back up for a second yeah so we ended up doing a live show or live video for brackish but before that we had also solicited um, uh, proposals from various directors, I believe. I think it was for Brackish that we did this, or it could have been Charlotte. Can't remember. Might be getting the two confounded, but who knows? Uh, so we had. So the director that we really, really, really wanted to do one of our videos was Floria Sigismondi. She huh. did uh, the video for Tourniquet for Marilyn Manson. We're huge Marilyn Manson fans too, by the way. Huh. Like, disgustingly huge, especially Mercedes. And Mercedes was like, we need to get Florian Sigismondi to do this because she's amazing. She's Canadian. She's like fucked up. All of her videos are really fucked up. So, yeah, so we're going to get her. Stop! Go, go. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not understanding that it's not okay to jump on the table. Don't fucking stare at me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking stare at me. Don't fucking Don't stare at me. me. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking Ricky over there. Uh, anyway. Um, anyway, uh, so we had, we had, um, some, anyway, so we ended up doing the, a live video for that. But it, it's a totally different, it, to, it was a totally different process to do a video like Charlotte, which had a very, like, had a story, and that was a long process having to do you know, more, you know, a film style kind of uh -huh. shoot. But, um, 
Yeah. Did take like a whole one. Did you? It just took one day to film. I think, I think it was one or two days. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh man, I uh, I uh, I because I I want to get into uh, filmmaking and stuff, but like because my brother's into that and just like wow, that just for like just a dialogue scene, it's like oh back and forth. Now we gotta do close up and all this coverage. Like holy shit, why can't you just get in the first take and then some people fuck up? Oh god. Oh yeah, no, I I I now that I do, um. Like, I've been doing more film because I live in Toronto now, so it's Ooh. easier for me to work in film and do mm-hmm. set, uh, do TV or whatever. But it, it amazes me how many times they're like, okay, yeah, we need to back it up because this happened, or it's not loud enough, so we need to do this. And Oh, whoops. shit. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a process, man. Um, So... Uh... Going back to like high school and stuff like that, usually when I uh, do the interview, I ask them about prom. And do does Canada Canadian high school have proms and stuff? They're the same, or yep. yeah, they we do. have. Yeah. But um, you didn't go to prom, no. And your prom was uh, touring, and I think your prom touring. was Ozfest. Yep. Oh shit. Yep. Uh, Let's get into that because I never went to Ozfest and I kick myself for fucking not going. Oh, how did you? How did you miss that book uh, there? Because I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to ask my parents to drive uh, me because they would okay. have been like, "Oh, what's what's all this devil stuff? And who's this guy? <laughs> who's this guy over here? You know? <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah. We can't we do this. Uh, how did you get on the Ozfest? Did you meet up with uh, Sharon or was it? through jack osborne because i heard jack osborne like he was in charge not that he was in charge like he wa- put his opinion on the second stage or something uh, you... i have no idea oh it's probably honest. through your record label huh no clue how that happened <laughs> but i would not be surprised because he was very um very active on like because obviously he was on the tour as well as along with along with his sister um not the oldest one, but yeah. uh, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. Um, so they were on the tour as well. And like he was, I think he's a year younger than me, a year younger, two years younger, something like that. So like him and I hung out all the time because he was just such a cool kid. Like he's just so down to earth and not a fucking, you know, jerk because his dad is fucking Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> he was super, super cool. Um but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he did have any, if he had uh, input into who, you know, would be there. And it's funny because he was the one that gave me White Pony. Oh. Because I, I, I was like in my own world, of course, and, you know, playing shows and whatever. And, and I'm not keeping up with my favorite fucking band. And he's like, Fallon, have you heard White Pony? I'm like, what? No. When did it come out? He's like, what is wrong with you? So he puts it on in the bus, in our bus, and he turns it up. And it was like a cathartic experience. He's like, okay, wait, that's the first song, but I'm going to play a song called Passenger. You're welcome. So we turn it on and I'm listening to it. And then I'm like, is that fucking Maynard? Ah!" Like, lost it, lost it. So I, I thank you. Thank you, Jack. That that was all him. Oh man, like I, yeah, I just remember that hype of that album coming out. Like, oh, everyone, this album is amazing. I got in. I was like, eh. like, whoa, this is fucking different, especially from their fucking like second album, which was all yeah, oh, which shit. was 
which is great. I mean, the first, I, I, I don't know if you've heard, I did a whole like deep dive into all of the records with a, a guy uh, named John and on his podcast called John's Untitled Podcast. Mm. I got to <laughs> so check that a, out. Yeah, it's a deep dive into all of their records up until uh, Gore. And we will be doing another one, we decided, uh, when the new album comes out. So, I yeah, I give my opinions on the first two records. As much as I'm a huge, 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 huge fan, and I those are the records that made me a big fan, I thought that White Pony was in a... In a just in a league of its own uh-huh. but then you have a record like diamond eyes that comes out and it is just it just mops the floor with all of their other records <laughs> you, you know you like yeah, it's just, yeah. just game changing in my opinion and him and i were kind of on the same page for that although he got into deftones like on their self-titled and saturday night wrist which are two of my least favorite records oh, so yeah. We butt heads on that one. I'm like, no, what? No. Oh, it's it's funny you mentioned the uh, self-titled because if I were to choose like the what encapsulates, uh, this is going to sound so bad, but what encapsulates like Deftones would be that song Hexagram. Like that. Really? Would, yeah. I don't know why. I just like that song. And I've been like, the Deftones, this has everything Deftones is about. I don't know. Like. You should listen. You really should listen to the episodes that we did because we talk a lot about exactly what you just said what is it that is a deftone song mm-hmm. it has morphed so much oh, over yeah. the years yeah um, for me of course as a guitar player i associate whatever steph's guitar work is as what the deftones are but then people would argue oh no you need both chino's voice or his vocals mixed with his guitar um to be a deftones but then also people overlook how fucking amazing Abe Cunningham is as, as a drummer. Uh, you can't have yeah. any, you, once you take one of those components out of, out of there. And also also now Frank Delgado as well. Yeah. If you take any of those pieces away, it, it's, it, it's not Deftones, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah anyway, very true. And you should, you should really take yeah, a, I need to, a listen. cause they're sound like, Oh, man, it just changed. like just thinking about the first album till now. They're just so different now. Like, so different and I now. wish that they completed um fucking what was that Eros? <gasps> that that sample song they had on YouTube. I just play that on a loop. I just ah, oh, rest in oh, peace, man. G. But yeah, once all of those components click together in the magic way that they do, they they could sell take like dog shit chop it up smash <laughs> it on a on a record and i would buy it because like so long as it has all those components that i love in it and i can't and i still and i say in this in the podcast i can't pinpoint exactly what it is that i love about them but it's just the the cat the the formula you put yeah. it together fuck they could they could they literally could sell me dog shit and I would buy it. So anyway. yeah. oh Tangent, yeah. tangent again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love it. I just, yeah, I could get. I don't, don't give me. Don't, uh, I don't want to talk about Deftones anymore because it's not the Deftones <laughs> podcast. Um, I know, I know, I know. But Ozfest, uh, <laughs> um, Ozfest, bunch of fucking crazy ass rockers, fucking do, do live in the sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle. What was any crazy stories that you would uh, oh. like to tell us? Um, that you can remember from that that i can remember <laughs> uh the 
I've told this story before, so sorry if you've heard it. Um, the first night that we uh, of Ozfest at the end, of course, Pantera was had just re- uh, released "Reinventing the Steel" that year, which, in my opinion, is like the most perfect record of all time. But that's yeah. another. Oh shit. Another most people are like, "What have you heard?" <laughs> hey, that like, fucking album was pretty good. Oh, I, what's that fucking? Uh, oh, anyway, anyway, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so they were. I I don't know if they had just released it or something. So they heard through the grapevine because Ozfest was a lot like you know summer camp. Um, you know, people through the grapevine would say, "Hey, you know, Pinter's having a party. You should come to blah blah blah." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> totally down to come to their party." Uh oh. <laughs> so nobody had well i mean we'd known because we had watched their videos yeah. um their uh, home videos so we know what kind of partiers they are and whatever um and i was not a huge i'm not a huge drinker i don't really do any of that kind of stuff so at that point also i was very young but whatever <laughs> so they're like yeah come in come into our dressing room and there was it was packed to the brim with like everybody um people from pantera there were people the guys from queens of the stone age like all these like at the time queens of the stone age wasn't that big but now they're much bigger yeah. um but they're all hanging out and then uh joey and um uh paul gray they were there and like what are you guys doing here <laughs> uh yeah so there's like you know two of the dudes from slipknot there okay this is interesting this is turning into a crazy party and so uh I was given a black tooth grin by somebody. No. What? What? They were passing him out. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll explain so, the black tooth grin. I know what it is, but explain. It's a uh, black tooth grin is a um, crown with a splash of Coke, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, what is this? And I don't remember who gave it to me, but they're like, oh, it just, it's, it, you have to do it because everybody else is doing it. And it was literally like 50 people with a cup. Um, and we were all toasting to the beginning of the show, sorry, the beginning of the tour, and I think because of the fact that the record had just come out, and da-da-da-da. Um, so let's toast to it, and again, do not drink alcohol. So this is like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's some hardcore shit, especially. Yeah. Maybe not a good idea, but I did it anyways, because, of course, 50 other people, and Joey Joey comes over, and he's like, are you all right? I'm like, No. <laughs> I am not okay. This is, this is, he's like, all right, well, drink some water. You'll be fine. Da, da, da. He was really sweet about it. Um, but then, um, Joey from Slipknot, right? Yeah. Jo- Joey from Slipknot. He yeah. had come to support or I don't know. It was in Florida. I don't know what the fuck he was doing there, but anyway, <laughs> um, get well, They weren't him. playing that year. No, they weren't playing. Oh, they just come to see us and to see, cause we had just, well, we had toured with them in Europe a, month, uh, a couple of weeks before then and we toured with them in Europe we toured with them in, in the US and so we, we, you know, we kept in contact with them and whatever, anyway yeah. so I get a tap on my shoulder and I'm like, okay he's like, come here, I want to show you something it's fucking Phil and Salvo I'm like, alright so we go and he sit down and he has you know, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say this but like, a fucking tome of a CD book you know what the CD books are? Yeah. Like, the, you take all the CDs out, you yeah, stick yeah. your CDs in them. He had, like, it had to be maybe about a foot thick of CDs. 
He's like, come here, I want to show you something. All right, so we sit down, and he starts showing me all of his black metal CDs. He's like, this here band, this band right here, they're fucking amazing. You Okay, we're going to listen to them right now. So he turns off the music, whatever was being played, I don't know, it was something like, you know, metal or whatever, but he's, he puts on, like, Celtic Frost, yeah. and he puts on fucking Emperor, and all, like, Venom, all these these black metal bands, and he's telling me, like, oh, yeah, you should buy this one, you should buy this, oh, yeah, these guys are fucking awesome, you should buy that one, too, and I'm like, I didn't ask for this lesson, but <laughs> thank you, all right, but, like, of all the, like, 80 people that were in this packed green room he taps on my shoulder to teach me about black metal <laughs> and I'm like kind of half in the bag listening to him talk about like pro- proselytize about how you know black metal's greatest and da-da-da. I'm like all right so him and I are sitting in front of the bathroom and the the cd book and the the um cd player was up against a wall with like where people sit there and put their makeup on or whatever. It's like a, a mirror. So I'm sitting right in front of this, this bathroom. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm kind of still drunkish. And I realize I'm like, why are my shoes wet? So my shoes were getting all wet and like disgusting. I'm like, what the hell? The fucking toilet had overflown and there was oh. shit. And, and all this disgust, like, shit and, and, like, toilet paper, whatever, all over the floor, all over my shoes. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> like, so fucking gross. So here I am trying to be, like, composed and <laughs> listening to uh, Professor Anselmo talk <laughs> where I my shoes are covered in shit and the floor is covered in shit. And I, I'm busy trying to, like, tell people, oh, you know, no, you don't want to go in there because the uh, the bathroom is overflowed and da 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 And he's still talking away, saying, oh, yeah, this fucking man is amazing. Do-do-do. He's just keep going. And I'm like, do you not notice that the toilet is overflowing and there is poop everywhere? Nobody, get, nobody cared. Nobody cared. People were just still going in there, pissing, whatever. But it was just, like, the shit, like, chunks of shit on the floor. I was like, ah, what is this? So, yeah, that was that was a really weird experience. And that night, I was not doing well. I didn't feel well. I was, like, I somehow got, Mercedes somehow found me, got me to the bus. I woke, oh, actually, no, it was Mercedes and Joey that was like, okay, we're going to get you to the bus. Everything's going to be fine, whatever. And remember, I only had, like, one, that one drink, but it was a lot. And... So they got me to the bus and got on got on there. We drove I, I somewhere in in Florida, woke up on the bus, nobody's there. It's a ghost town. Nobody's on the bus. Uh, there's a there's a hotel room key on the like a table or whatever, and I'm like, what the f- where am I? What is going on? Who what? So I grab my shit and I go into the hotel. And who's standing there? Professor Anselmo. He's standing there. He's like, hey, little lady. I'm like, ah! <laughs> like, shit. I was so embarrassed because I'm like, I didn't remember if I said anything stupid. And I smelled like poop. And like, <laughs> it was not a good scene. I, I, yeah. And he's just like, ah, don't worry about it. Everybody gets covered in shit every now and then. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. And so, then... He- and then he was like, okay, well, 
now let's continue the lesson and here's um king diamond you know oh yeah like he he knows his shit that guy like he told me the history of you know uh, speed metal black metal like he's oh yeah these all kinds of metal right here you got blah 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 yeah so <laughs> dude and oh man that how ah you're just like throwing out this name yeah phil and someone i got a black tooth grin freaking dimebag daryl was in the room like he was and, and that's shit. and that and that made it even more um well i mean at the time i mean he was one of my guitar idols too oh um but like subsequently when i found out when he he died i was like fuck man we were he he came up to me and he complimented me he's like you've got presents girl oh my god i was like thank you and and even you know people sent would send me pictures of me playing and i would see him in the background standing and because they played just after us so they could only like Dimebag and like uh, Randy or whatever. Randy? Rex. Uh, Rex, Rex, yeah. Rex. Not Randy, fuck. Randy, thinking, fucking Randy with your Randy fucking cheeseburger. <laughs> Rex, they would be standing at the side of the stage watching us, which I was like, and, and people would take pictures and I would be like, oh my fuck, oh my fuck, really? <laughs> he was standing watching us. That's so cool. But he, wow. like, yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Airheads with Brendan Fraser? With Brendan Fraser? No. Yeah. Well, do you know who, yeah, do you know Steve Buscemi? Yes, I do. Doesn't he look like Rex from Pantera? <laughs> Rex Brown? <laughs> they should be, uh, they, yeah, if they do a movie on Rex Brown, Steve Buscemi, play him. <laughs> um, oh, what were you, oh, uh, yeah, uh, fucking, uh, yeah, and uh, rest in peace, uh, Vinnie Paul, I, I think and, he, oh, he and passed Paul away, too. right? So, Fuck, yeah. I think that was, was that last year or a couple of years ago? I don't know. I, oh, but I don't know. Recently, though. Oh. Recently. Oh, jeez. Um, now the podcast is, t- thanks a lot, Joel. Taking we just turned to the sad Taking a turn. Well, I, I, I introduced it. <laughs> um, so uh, with OzFest, and then that's when your touring started happening. Do you remember... The worst show that you ever played because I'm sure there's one that sticks out where you're just like, what? maybe it just pops in your head. Like you're just randomly driving and then what the f-? You're like, fuck. What the fuck hell? My life. Uh, um, I can say that de- definitively that the crowds were amazing on every single date of that. So it was never a crowd issue. People were incredibly receptive. Nice. They loved, they fucking loved us, which was so cool. And uh, with the exception of one time, I believe, um, where a chick had written on on a sign, write your own songs or something like that. Oh, fuck something. you. Yeah. And, and if, like, Mercedes is the type of chick that does not take <laughs> that bullshit. She is a, she's a scrapper. Like, will yeah you don't want to mess with Mercedes Mercedes <laughs> climbs over the drums and it was just like you fucking cunt like I will go I was like oh shit it's going down but like like we couldn't do anything like and then of course I'm like Mercedes like just let it go man just let her she's a, she's just you know uh, we could easily send all of the people that are around her to beat her down, but we're not going to do that. We're 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 civilized here. 
She's just like, I will fuck you up. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, that was that got tense. But that oh, was man. one out of like what, like thirty dates or something. That it rarely, rarely happened. Um, but I can say though, some of the shows that we did in the south, um, where remembering that this is in the height of the summer. Mm-hmm. And we eat, we played at like five o'clock, right? Oh, so all hot as fuck. And oh my god, there were days where, like, I'm brown, but you could see that I was red as fuck. Like Ooh. I was overheating, and I'm like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna faint. I'm gonna faint. So I would turn to my tech and be like, "Man, I, I need like water or hot, like ice or something to like put on my body." Ooh. Um and. And I could see Morgan turning to me, and she's, like, beat red, too. I don't remember exactly where that was. It might have been Arizona. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was so hot. Like, in Celsius, anyways, it had to be more than 40 degrees. Goddamn. So, more than 100, 100 and something Fahrenheit. I, fuck that. I was <laughs> like, nope. Nope. Things oh. weren't working, also. Like, uh... Um, equipment was not working well because of the heat, I remember. Um, but yeah. That, so, in terms of the show quality, everything was amazing. Crowds were amazing. So, on that tour specifically, there there weren't many standouts in terms of, like, bad shows. What about, um, in general, like, at your whole touring career, is there any... <laughs> <laughs> there, there, oh, there's, like, a... You can name all... <laughs> <laughs> Just one that stuck out, stood out. Okay, we were playing. Oh God, this is so embarrassing. We were playing at the um, Palladium in oh, that's LA. Right by my pad. Is it LA? Neck of the woods. Yeah, I don't know. It was anyway. We we're playing at the Palladium. Um, huge crowd, as well as like a uh, quote unquote like record label crowd too. So there were a lot of representatives from Sony. Was and- it the Snowcore tour? It might have been the Snowcore tour, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, I can't remember exactly what happened. So just pr- prior to, we were a very su- superstitious band. So we had like a ritual that we had to do prior to um, going on stage. And I still do this, actually. It's you light a, a candle? N- no, not even that. But just like in terms of... Especially, like, if I'm acting, for example, I like mm-hmm. to do something where if I'm in a scene with somebody that, you know, I want to have a connection with them. You know, I want to make sure that we're connected in some way and that we're not coming together on stage just at that moment. There needs to be a pre-connection established. So I think that that, that idea or that superstition started with Kitty because um, we had this ritual that we had to do. And for that particular night, I remember... We didn't do it. And so I had felt very out of sorts as a result of us not doing that. I'm like, mm, something's going to happen. Anyway, so I had ended up talking. I was having a conversation with uh, Dave, uh, Morgan and Mercedes' dad, and we were chatting. And I don't know, we were just, we're just in a deep conversation about something. And the girls had already gone on stage. And... I, I was just like, we're just chatting and chatting away. He goes away, and I'm just, like, tapping my foot, like, all happy and, and whatever. And, and the girls are like, what the fuck is, where is this chick? What is this? I, I think I was maybe 10 minutes late to getting on stage. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Oh, my, I don't know what the hell. Anyway, that's the first thing. 
Then we play. And I can't remember exactly which song it is, but there's a, a breakdown in the song where I have to lead us into the next part of the song. The, the gap between when the band stopped and when I was supposed to lead us into the next part is maybe about five seconds, usually. I thought we were done the song. <gasps> I, th- I, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, I just stopped. I put my guitar down. I was, like, going through the motions of, of, of changing to the next song, which I think was I was changing guitars. So I'm looking at my tech. I'm like, what are you doing? I need my other guitar. And he's, like, shaking his head at me, like, no, no, no. I'm like, what? what? And the girls are looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? And I... To this day, I was I, I was so fucking humiliated. I had no idea what happened, but oh, that was that was not good. And that was in, again in front of like all of the executives from our like the Sony office in LA. Um, you know, all of these like celeb- celebrity types. Like we had invited the oldest sister. I can't remember her name. The eldest uh, Osborne chick. Um, uh, the house. I can't remember her name, but yeah. she, they, they had gone out with her the night before. I didn't want to because I was tired or whatever. I was feeling really out of sorts. And so it was in front of all of these people that this happened. And, and that one stands out to me as, like, legitimately the worst. Like, the fucking <laughs> worst. Because, yeah. Anyway. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I, so I, I don't know. Do you? Do you, you know what I mean, though, with with regards to having a ritual or having this, this oh, feeling of connection with your bandmates, right? Yeah, I, I, it's funny that you mentioned like a like superstition ritual. I mean, I try not to be, but uh, I play poker, and that's like freaking superstitious up the wazoo. Like, I, <laughs> I don't have a really like particular thing. Like, oh, I need to bring my lucky rabbit's foot to the table in order to win this hand or some shit like that. But I I know what you mean about like doing. It's more about if you don't do the routine, then you're like, what the fuck? Like, you kind of... You've broken something. Yeah, you've broken something. You missed a step, and then you... Yeah. Yeah, and I, I totally it, get that, for sure. Yeah, it sets you off, and then and that set me off. Really, it did, <laughs> because we had this ritual. We didn't do this ritual. And, like, the, the candle thing was also a ritual thing, uh, which I stopped doing when I knocked it over one night. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, "Oh shit!" That's totally. Did you did he, uh, anything get on fire? Because nothing got on fire, thank God. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But you know, I, I said maybe it's not a good idea to do this anymore because <laughs> of that that particular reason. But that tour, um, the Seven Dust tour, was very much uh, like a superstitious tour. <laughs> Just I don't know what it is. The vibe was really like I have to do this every night, otherwise, yeah, we're gonna play badly or whatever anyway yeah for sure um so uh i'm sure you had a lot of shows and a lot of good times but then you left the band uh i remember that day when you left the band I was like fallen left the band like what the fuck and then when i went to go see kitty uh that's when they released their second album which was oracle yep. and it was at the House of Blues in L.A. and it wasn't oh. all girls. It had Jeff. It had and Jeff. Yeah, even though I I kind of liked how he did the vocals because it was just kind of cool. But uh, I was just like, this is not right. That Fallen is supposed to be on that side. I'm supposed we're me and my friend at the time should have watched the original lineup and then 
Ah, it's just so uh, I don't know if it's too personal or anything, but if um, you quit the band, was was there a reasoning? Obviously, there was a reasoning. Was um, that you left? Yeah, I mean, it was just like I said in the in the documentary too. Um, all of you should go watch it. Yes, uh, <laughs> it was very much like a I became came to a fork in the road, right? Where mm-hmm. you know I, I wanted to do introduce new sounds and do things a little bit differently but then you know we weren't really seeing eye to eye on where to go with it and we were also being pressured i guess from the top um to come out with our new record like asap whereas with spit we had how x number of years to come up with all of those songs right so it was it was a tremendous amount of pressure um that i just wasn't I just couldn't. You just I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like I can't do this. Like, like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I couldn't sign. I didn't want to sign up for that. It was that, yeah. Especially like, and then like, creative differences. I'm sure like it was just like I want it this way. No, your way sucks. It's like, well, fuck you. You know, like I'm sure it's, it's kind of so, snowballed. And it's so difficult to navigate that when that happens. I like I get I get I understand that. Um. In some ways, you have to. There's a push and pull, um, and it just becomes very difficult when you're the expectation on top of, um, you know, that's that second album syndrome that people, or that sorry, that second album curse that you get where sophomore you know, jinx. There you go. Yeah, the sophomore jinx, right? Like yeah. you, you have on top of wanting to try new things, you're being sort of discouraged from trying new things because the first thing worked so well right so mm-hmm. there was so many pressures layered on top of all of us i think that was you know bearing down and and making it very difficult to to come to an agreement so it was just you know a decision i'm like okay it's not going to work for me right now so yeah yeah i i completely agree uh, i completely understand now but back in the day i was like fuck no i was so sad <laughs> But um, I get it. I totally do. <laughs> uh, so you left your you left your kitty, which was your first band, and then you started another band, which was kind of completely different than Kitty as far as uh, sound goes, and it was more industrial techno, yeah. and it was it's called uh, Amphibious Assault, right? Yep. Yep. So, you got it. So uh, how did you get into that? Like, was this is. You're the only person in the band, right? You yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I write, I produced and wrote everything. Um, but then I got people to play with me live. Oh, including cool. Talina. I got Talina to play uh, bass for me. Um, oh. So we played three or four shows. Um, we didn't play very many shows. Like, you know, we were both kind of, we were working and, and doing all these things at the same time. Like, trying to do music and working at the same time wasn't working as much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, when you're a teenager and you live at your parents' house, it's a lot easier to be, like, a broke musician. But then when you're, like, an adult trying to be a broke musician, it's not so nice. Um, So, yeah, I I wrote... I I started getting into more industrial stuff very, very early on um, during, like, when I was touring and stuff. Um, we did our first tour um, with Skin Lab and Pissing Razors, so two like kind of like metal bands or whatever. Um, and I started getting into like KMFDM and like 
Nitzer Ebb, uh, Einstein's and the Neubauten, like these really like cra crazy German bands. <laughs> Uh, and then on Ozfest, I can't remember exactly who this guy was. I think he worked on at one of the booths in on Ozfest and toured around with us. He's like, man, I used to be huge into the industrial scene. Here is a list of twenty five must have industrial records that you need to find on this tour. So he gave me a list, and every place that we went, I would go and try and find all of these records. And some of them were very obscure, like like a whole list of these, like, I was like, who the fuck are these bands? Like, okay. <laughs> and it comes full circle, and I'll tell you why in a second. Uh -huh. uh, so I got all these, got really, really into that scene, and uh, Amphibious Assault was kind of born out of that. Um, but not until the latter part of when I was in. I hadn't written anything when I was in Kitty. Um, but, you know, tinkering around started right around when Oracle was happening. Or when we were writing it, rather. And then I'm like, then things started going sour there. And then I, then when I left the band, I was like in this period of mourning for the, for the summer of 2001. And then eventually I'm like, okay, I should make this into something and make, and you know, tinker around with the sounds that I, I like and hearing uh, over the past three years or two years. So, um, and I say it comes full circle because Amphibious Assault kind of paved the way for me into the industrial scene and working with uh, Pigface. So, huh. of course, um, Pigface was on that list of the 25 records that this guy said you need to buy. Like, he's like, you need to buy... Pigface, you need to buy Hate Department, you need to buy um, Divorso, you need to buy... The, he gave me a whole list of these people that I had never heard of, and I bought all these records, and I'm like, who are these people? And then through Jason from Godhead, who I had met on the Rammstein tour in 2001, like, randomly, like, I know, I had met him, I met him during... Uh, fuck, where did I meet him? I think it might have been on Ausfest, but anyways... He's like, yeah, I know, I know Martin from Pigface. I'm like, really cool. Like, he and I told him the story. I have this list of 25 records that I bought, and Pigface was on it. And da -da -da. anyway, so then uh, I get a call, and this is like, you know, things have fallen apart with Kitty. Nothing is, uh, you know, Pigface all this happening, and you know, I put out a record and whatever, and then I get a call from Martin Atkins from fucking Pigface. He's like, hey, would you like to be on my record? Like it's coming out soon. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then through Pigface, I met all of these people that were on that list of the 25 albums that you should listen Holy to. Shit. Yeah, I met all those people, and and yeah, it blows my mind. And I, I finally got to meet. Yeah, and that would have been uh, at the Pigface 25th anniversary. Uh. uh show that I did in 2016 or 2017 huh. um, I met most of the people on that list which was I, I, I was fangirling like you will but <laughs> yeah man uh, that's so cool now yes. you me same I, I'm fan I'm fangirling now and you're fangirling <laughs> then oh man um, yeah. anyway so uh, yeah and then if it was still happened I put out two records uh, under that and I'm working on a third one under that project this year that'll come out this year um, because I did uh, another like, kind of more electronic rock album 
um, that came out in 2011 under my own name, which was kind of an experimentation to try and see if I could go more heavy as opposed to more industrial. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it was a little bit different, um, but also it's heavy, but also quite poppy at some points because I wrote all of it on a guitar, most of it. Um, so it was very experimental for me, but um, I loved the process. I loved, you know, I was, again, I wrote all the, all the songs, you know, it was very much my baby. But Amphibious Assault, I feel like I can be more aggressive, whereas with the Fallon Bowman project, it was a little bit more uh, uh, f- uh, friendly, radio-friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look forward to that. When, when do you say that you're going to release that? Uh, I was thinking probably in the summer of this year. Okay. Ah, uh, no. Uh, well, no. Actually, I want it perfect. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. It'll be like uh, the new Star Wars or some shit. I don't know. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> uh, so you got in. Uh, you did your, uh, your, your new project. So recently, uh, the 20th anniversary of Kitty, that was last year? Or was it two years? Oh, my ago? God. Uh, I think it was it last was? year. It was last year. It yeah. was last year. Yeah, last year. No, um, no, no, no. Two years ago. Wouldn't it have been? <laughs> well, no, I, no, I think it was last year because I watched, I got the DVD. Sorry, sorry, uh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, yes, so. it was last year. Um, when did they contact you and was it, how long was it before you talked to Morgan and Mercedes again? Oh, we've been talking on and off like through MySpace even when that was a thing. Like we'd been talking like here and there. And again, we lived in the same city. So, and we ran in the same circles. So I would see them every now and then, like we would go, um, Tanya kept in contact with them pretty closely for all these years. So she would kind of bring us all together and we would go out for dinner or something like that. So we kind of talked to each other mainly through her, uh, through Tanya. Uh, and, I, we also got together when um, we were asked to do to talk about a band that we had done a couple shows with. They were putting out their own documentary, and we got together and talked about our experiences with them, playing with them. They're a band from New Jersey, and yeah. So we kind of throughout the years have come together in these weird times. And then when um, Morgan was like, "I'm thinking about doing something." Uh, for this for the 20th anniversary of the band and and whatever um i'm like yeah i'll do it sounds good and then playing the show like playing the after party kind of came a little bit after um which was super super surreal um experience because we we hadn't played together as a band in like 16 years so yeah it was very very surreal (laughs) Must have took you back. Like you're like, wow. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, we're practicing in our garage again. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it was a basement even. Oh we wow. The garage, the garage was a little bit too cold. We're in Canada. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, so uh, it's funny because we we're we we're just like we're just having fun, right? Like yeah. Like I fucked up like so many fucking times because we hadn't, we hadn't practiced. We didn't practice together. Um, I was living in Toronto and they're living in London, so. I didn't have, I couldn't take time off of work to go practice with them. So we were just throwing caution to the wind, hoping to fucking God that we remembered the songs. Of course, I didn't because I'm terrible. (laughs) I 
the Mercedes is like, just keep going, just keep going. <laughs> She's like doing the like the roll, like it's fine, it's fine, just keep going. Oh, so, fuck yeah. yeah. It, it was it was very fun. Like we had a lot of fun. We rocked out. Like and and the big the most important and the coolest thing for me was that like ninety seven percent of the people that were there were all Americans. Like no Canadians were there. They were like we flew from fucking California. We flew from <laughs> you know uh, Texas. One girl came all the way from fucking Australia. What? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> wow. Are you guys gonna have another show again, please? Uh, uh, <laughs> come to California. Uh, do the twentieth anniversary of Spit. I think that's coming up soon. That's coming up. Yeah, it is coming up. Uh, I'd be down to do it. Oh, I'll throw that. I'm gonna throw that seat out in the universe, and then if <laughs> you guys do a fucking show only in Canada. I'm fucking flying out there. Holy fuck! Yeah, I would, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to think about it because it's just gonna make me uh, change pants or some shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be really fun. It was a very fun experience, and yeah, it was it was good. I saw I saw some uh, the clips on YouTube. Fuck, you're rocking out like with uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Yeah, we, and we all looked amazing. Like it was like fuck. I love the way that this has all come together, and we we look we look badass. So that's and the fucking I, and Tanya's like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it like. Because she was six months pregnant, by the oh. way. Whoa! Six months pregnant, what? and she asked the doctor, like, hey, is it okay if I play a show? <laughs> like, with a, ba- a bass on the baby? Is that gonna, like, hurt the baby? And the doctor's like, just do it! Rock out! So she rocked out harder than all, like, three of us combined. What? And she was six or, I think she was six or seven months pregnant, yeah. Holy shit, that's yeah. awesome! I know, I'm oh. like, you are so fucking badass. So badass. Wow, there's five members of Kitty that night, holy fuck, no one told- Hey, yeah, yeah they're like, there's a secret member- Oh, shit. Yeah, Scarlet, <laughs> Scarlet, and now Scarlet was born, like, oh, three, three yeah. months after, and she's, she's gonna be a rocker, like her mom. <laughs> um... So, uh, okay, so even we talked about the 20th anniversary, and if you guys, you guys need to pick that up and watch the documentary, because it was yes. uh, pretty, that, watch the documentaries, it's pretty awesome. Um, it is awesome. So, now we are getting to where you're at nowadays, and yep. from where I looked on your timeline, I think you're into the acting now, right? I am into the acting. Oh, Plus, shit. I've How's been into the acting. Uh, it's slow. <laughs> it's slow. It's, you know, it's it's funny for me because I did my first um, film, indie film, uh, last year. And sitting there and, like, I had a very small part and I'm sitting there trying to learn, like, learn my lines because I literally just got on the sides that day. <laughs> like, wow. I've gotten my lines, like, they're like, oh, yeah, so can you uh, do this? I'm like, sure, okay. <laughs> uh, and this guy's kind of sitting near me and uh, he comes up to me. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry to bother you, but, like, you look really familiar. Have we met before? And I'm like, mm, don't think we have. And he he was like a total like rocker. Like I could tell that you know, like he, he's he's he probably knows me that way. I don't know. Maybe he knows me from music. I'm not sure. I'm like, he's like, are you do you play music by any chance? I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of used to. And whatever. He's like, I fucking knew it. You're Fallon from Kitty. <laughs> it's like, oh 
oh god and so the two actors who are in the scene with me are like what is going on and i'm like uh just pretend this is happening (laughs) so it's very weird worlds collide for me he was a when the worlds collide fucking yeah yeah right yeah uh but so yeah i'm trying to uh do as much as i can uh my my goal hold me to this i'm gonna get a golden glow by the time i'm 40 yes oscar oh, by the time I'm, fuck yeah you're gonna oscar by it. the time i'm 60 so and then i can do the music for one of them so then i can get my my goal is to get the trifecta or sorry the the yeah trifecta so I want to get a Golden Globe, an Oscar, a Grammy, and a Tony Award. So that's actually four. But oh, anyway. a Tony? Oh. So I'll get all four. Um, the only thing, I think the only person, or there are very few people that have done it. Like Whoopi Goldberg has the, <laughs> has the big four. So Fuck she has yeah. an Oscar, a Tony. Yeah. yeah I, that's you, what I, by the time I'm 60. is going to be Fallon Bowman. Fallon Bowman. Yeah. That's, where, that's where I'm going. <laughs> I will be rooting for you, and then you, everyone heard it first here, whoever listens to this, fucking Fallen, Tony, Oscar, uh, what was it, Academy Award? Academy Award, Tony, uh, Golden Globe, and a Grammy Award. I don't have a Grammy. And uh, also a, a Juno Award. Oh, I would love a Juno Award. And a SAG Award. That would be nice, too. <laughs> so many awards. There's so many awards. I know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, are you working on anything currently with the acting? Are you on any short films or movies or sh- pilots? Unfortunately, I had... Um, I've been doing more commercials lately because oh. they pay a lot. Uh, <laughs> sorry, going for commercials. Haven't booked one yet. Oh. Um because yeah, commercial auditions are just like like hoarding a bunch of people into a small room, and they just want to get through as many people as possible. It's very disconcerting. But um, yeah, I'm not there. It's it's been quite quiet lately, but uh, hopefully we'll be doing more stuff in the spring. Oh, okay. Like actually, like doing more auditions because the auditions haven't there haven't been many. Uh, so I'm. I'm trying. <laughs> you'll get it. Uh, you'll get it. I mean, it's if you love it, then it's going to happen, you know? So It'll happen. Just keep yeah, going. Just absolutely. keep going. You know how it is. You going. fucking were in a band and shit. Right. Like, it just, it's all about, sometimes it's about timing and luck. But absolutely. always be prepared. Not that yeah. I'm a yeah. well-known actor and, or know anything about entertainment business. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it, you're absolutely right. It's about perseverance and um, the passion for it makes up for the fact that you get rejected a lot yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh uh so i've been in uh, i follow you on twitter and you uh are, seems like you've been uh wanting to twitch stream a little bit there so you've yeah been getting into the twitch so getting into twitch what I've games are you into been, uh i've been a hardcore gamer for a long fucking time um but the concept of actually streaming everything is very new to me uh I am a diehard RPG fan, so I have to- I've talked a lot about uh, Dragon Age on my tr- my Twitter. Um, but I've been streaming recently Mass Effect Two, 
Um, which is funny because the guys that like hang out with me in the chat room and whatever, a lot of them haven't played it either. So we're experiencing the game together for the first time, and just like it's it's really fun. Like I I love the community of, of people that love games and we can just nerd out about games and hang out watch me fail because a lot of the time it's just me getting killed and like <laughs> it's it's really really fun so i would really like to cultivate um you know people that like my music but also can share in the nerd dumb nerd dumb that is gaming together yeah. so i think that'd be kind of cool and I'm, I'm trying to nurture that kind of community at the moment um speaking of rpgs like i uh I, I'm, I'm like, because with games, it's like I lose interest very easily, but I heard about this one RPG called Undertale. Have you heard of that? I have. I want to check that out. Like, I heard that was a good game, and I just yeah. saw the ratings. It's like 9.5, and it's like old. And it's kind of, it reminds me of like NES style and like kind of yes. even like uh, Legend of Zelda. Zelda, yeah, yeah, that's, I've I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, so I, that out, I guess. I mean, I'll I haven't have, played I, it, but I literally have a list of like so many fucking games because I ask the people that I stream to, as well as you know other oh, people. Oh I'm like, what what do I play next? Uh, but of course, uh, my computer <laughs> my computer is from 2012, so it's oh. an, a <laughs> dinosaur of a computer. So I'm. I had to tell them, like, it can't be a game post-2012. Like, anything before that is fine, but anything after 2012 I can't play on my, my computer. It's too old. And I only... I can I, I can't afford to buy a new console yet. Mm -hmm. I have a 360. I don't have a capture card, so I can't, like, stream anything from it. It yeah. just exists as a paperweight, unfortunately. Um... But I'm trying to get all the pieces together so that I can uh, stream more. Um, I'm really, really into... I just saw some um, uh, reviews for Resident Evil 2. The oh, fuck. Yeah, the remake, yeah. Because that game was... My brother and I... My brother is like eight years older than me, but we would sit there and we would play fucking Resident Evil. We would play Silent Hill. Like, all of these kind of survival horror games together and just scream all the time. <laughs> and I, I saw a, a playthrough uh, done by this, uh, what, this gamer YouTuber that I follow. Mm -hmm. And it looks amazing. and Because it, it just brings back so many memories for me. Ah, uh, it... Uh... Yeah, I saw some of the footage for that. I'm just like, this. Is, I mean, my, the old school guy. I remember like, this ain't fucking Resident Evil Two. But then it's like, oh, it's even more creepier and scarier. And holy, oh, shit. it's oh, it looks so good. And so then, if you imagine, you know, playing that with no lights, you know, and you're with your big TV and whatever, mm -hmm. with like great headphones, because the guy, the the YouTuber was talking about like, oh, well, you know, you hear uh, voices in the kind of the back. The way that it's mixed in the head in his headset, he's oh, just like, shit. I can hear them. I know that they're around, but I like, I turn around to try to see if the zombies are there, but they're not. But I can still hear them. It's 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 amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, Dude, I, yeah. Have you heard of um um? Well, obviously you've heard of it, but did you hear anything uh, reviews? I haven't played it, but uh, Resident Evil uh, Seven, the Biohazard. Yes, yeah. Heard that was amazing. <laughs> I want to pick that up. Uh, also, okay. yeah. Because it can also be played on VR. Um, so yeah, I know, I know. Um, what? and the same YouTuber, I watched him and his buddy play uh, Resident Evil Seven on VR, and like. The guy was shaking, like he's like, "Fuck, fuck, 
fuck! Oh my! Oh fuck! Ah, like like losing his mind. <laughs> and I I usually don't play survival horror anymore, but um, I watched a buddy of mine play Dead by Daylight. I think uh-huh. is another zombie kind of whatever. We were sitting there like at night, you know no lights on i'm sitting there eating chips like watching him play this game and i'm like freaking out every time yeah. he turns around I'm like, ah, jesus christ but yeah fuck i oh. love i love gaming so so much so i'm really really pumped to be able to do more of it uh you know what i heard that was kind of sad i uh, i hope it's not true but maybe as maybe it's the, i don't know if it's the rumor or something but they're not gonna come out with the n64 classic what i I, cause I follow some uh, podcast, another like a gaming podcast, and then they, I saw a little headline on one of their YouTube um, videos or some shit. But I heard that they're not gonna make it. Why? I don't know, but they should. Like, God, why that... would you not capitalize on the fact that they've done the S, the, uh, NES, SNES, and PlayStation, PlayStation yeah. and then like it just makes sense you know what i would love oh 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 okay sorry (laughs) back back it up for a sec so when we were playing ozfest ozfest that year was sponsored by sega dreamcast so they gave a dreamcast to every band for us to try and they gave us uh tony hawk's pro skater pro skater yeah tony hawk Tony Hawk, they gave us that game, and they gave us another game. I can't remember what it was. We never ended. Oh, uh, Crazy Taxi. Oh, fuck. Crazy Taxi and that game. We ended up buying a game called Shenmue. Have you heard of that game? Yeah, Shenmue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that game, they have a new one coming out this year. Three? Yes. Shenmue 3? Okay, I'm going to send it to you now. (laughs) Because that game, when you have cross-country drives from one end of the U.S. to the other, um, which we had one, we played that game, and we would be we would want to get through our show as fast as fucking possible (laughs) so that we could get back on the bus and we could play the rest of this game. Uh... Dude, I never played it, but I because I never had a Dreamcast. But I heard about it. It's like what? It's like Grand Theft Auto before Grand Theft Auto. I mean, I mean, it's not a sandbox game per se, but no. it's more of like RPG. Yes. You know? So yeah, very <sighs> much so. Kind of an adventure game, yeah, adventure. and you follow um, Ryu, this dude. Well, the second one, uh, the, it was the first one. It was the first one, or the second one. I can't remember. But yeah. A- anyway. I don't know what the premise of the third one will be, but I am so fucking excited. Like, that game, oh my god. <laughs> so good. When is that coming we, out? Uh, August 27th. Oh, shit. Is yeah. that, that's, com- that's all for, like, all platforms and stuff? Uh, I think it's PS4 only. Fuck! Yeah, it's Damn PS4 you. only. I, yeah, I, I know. And, and also for, for PC, but, like, I I, yeah. I I I totally get it. I don't have a PS4, and I am so oh I'm so poor right now. I wish I could get I wish I could get it because literally I will never leave my house. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a that's cool because like I yeah I heard of the first two and then like they sound so freaking amazing and then you tell you drop this Bob Shell the third one and fuck third one yeah <sighs> I'm so excited it's ah oh, so good so good. <laughs> Um, anyway, so the Dreamcast, I'm if they ever like, I still have a Dreamcast, um, 
but if they were to re-release it with like the, yeah, games, the games like dead or dead or alive yeah dead or alive yeah dead or alive um crazy taxi because it was amazing <laughs> uh and just because the offspring song <laughs> yeah 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 oh yeah, my yeah. gosh yeah you, you yeah i know if <laughs> if if i ever see offspring live i'm gonna be like oh crazy crazy taxi exactly. you know? <laughs> oh that's so cool crazy taxi God. Like um, Soul Caliber, of course. Yeah, Soul like, almost, yeah. Like, there's just there's so many opportunities for if they if they were to re-release that. So it, it doesn't make any sense to me why they wouldn't do the N64. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just in the spirit of of reissues or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, maybe 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 uh, in a few years from now, hopefully they're just like saying that, or maybe I'm just making shit up. Hopefully I'm making shit up, you know, because okay. I, I did smoke before shit. the interview. But um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's funny that you uh, mentioned a list and the list of video games that people have recommended. And um, this is uh, getting winding down towards the interview. And back in the day when when I first started doing interviews, I used to come up with trivia games. I would come up with personalized trivia games for each guest and it would be harder and harder to make it personal. But I figured out a trivia game for you. Ooh. Yes, and uh, uh, I hope it takes you back because I'm gonna lift up some. I'm gonna li- I'm gonna say some numbers from Uh-oh. this booklet you used to have called oh, the list. Oh shit! The list called the Fuck. list. I-, I want you to explain the list. What is the list? Because I kind of okay. want to know. I don't. I only know like there's a bunch of rules. I don't know what how the list was developed, but back when she was in Kitty, uh, her bandmates had this list. It was you know it was a little teenage girly thing, right? You know. No, actually, huh. I I object to that. Oh, okay. I object. The reason why this happened was because Slipknot was doing the same thing. They had. What? This yeah, is they awesome. Had... Oh, this is exclusive. She is <laughs> here. Is the list. True. Okay. They had something very similar where it was just inside jokes, a list of inside jokes that only the guys kind of knew. And it was just things that happened on tour or, you know, whatever. And I I can't remember exactly what their list was about, but it was inspired by them, definitely. Ah. Um, So it was a bunch of inside jokes that was only we would understand basically yes it would only you would understand because from watching spin in your eye i'm just like what so i'm gonna i have six numbers oh my from god the I list won't, and I won't don't pull them. out your list from your drawer because that's cheating no, uh, it's, uh, it's so. at my parents house anyway so <laughs> <laughs> okay so um 27 Oh, I don't remember. Oh, uh, you probably won't remember any of these then. <laughs> no, I won't okay. remember any of them. Right. Okay, uh, uh, 27, you don't remember, I know 22. <laughs> lick my nuts. <laughs> what? Can you explain this inside joke, or if there is a... It, it's just a Mercedes saying. Oh, it's a Mercedes yeah, saying. Yeah, she, she would just say, like, fucking lick my nuts, buddy. <laughs> and then it was just, it's funny, because we don't have nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay. Uh, 43. Um, don't eat eggs. It's chicken period. Yeah. What? <laughs> Damn. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you uh, probably remember this one. Uh, oh, uh, what's, is there, what's the, um, behind the music behind that? 
Oh, uh, we went out for lunch or dinner with a, a guy, um, as an executive from some record label, I don't know who, uh, a British guy. And we're sitting there eating and, and whatever, and he's just like, you know what? You should never eat eggs because you know what it is? Chicken period. And we all look at each other and we just burst out into laughter because it's just the way that he said it was so funny. We're like, this guy is too much. Was he being serious though? Yes! Yeah, he would be because he's British, right? You know what? And his accent, it was just so, it was funny to us as teenagers anyways because we had never really heard anybody with this comical accent and then the way that he was talking about eggs and periods and things, it was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that is amazing yeah. okay yeah so uh you probably this is probably an easy one uh 56 is it easy because i don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> uh have you seen the movie well are you your movie buff at all no Not really. uh yes oh, okay well uh clerks 2 have you seen clerks 2 i haven't oh well you should it's it's and i don't want to say it's, it's better than clerks 1 but i liked it a little bit more it's one of my movies because, Clips? and I'll tell you why, why. Everybody tells me I look like Rosario Dawson. I can see that. I can see that. But, uh, oh, you should, then you're into acting and all that. You should get in touch with Kevin Smith. Oh, it's funny that we're talking about Kevin Smith and you're a fangirl of his. And just a side note of him, he's vegan. He turned vegan because... I don't know if you knew that he had a heart attack like last he year. He did. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And uh, he was he did a show and I was at that show. Not uh huh. He did two shows. I was at the first one. So I was able to see his uh, see him before he got uh, the heart attack and it was I don't know, it was right. the next morning it was just like, what? It was kind of like an uncle got a heart attack. I was like, holy fuck. I know, I know. He And I, <laughs> a guy that I dated when I was a teenager um, was obsessed with him. Yeah. And for our anniversary, for his birthday or something, oh, for his birthday, I bought him tickets to see him talk. <gasps> and we went to see him talk, and I, had, I was kind of into Kevin Smith and whatever, and, like, he was just huge into anything that, he had ever done and so I, he won me over at that that talk because yeah. he was funny he was smart articulate but just and very like entertaining like he was he was very very good but um yeah and, and the reason why i say <laughs> i should know about that movie because everybody tells me i look like rosario dawson so <laughs> anytime anybody t anytime she has a movie that comes out i just say oh yeah yeah, yeah I, i'm in that yeah i'm in that <laughs> Yeah, like oh, Sin City. I was in there. Yeah, uh, you should. Uh, if um, everything goes to shit, then you could be a Rosario Dawson impersonator. <laughs> you know, just move to L.A. and been like I'm Rosario Dawson and hanging outside. Uh, what is the uh, uh, Chinese the man's Chinese theater? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the Liza, Liza Koshi. That's the other one I get now. For all the young kids, they're like, "You look like Liza Koshy." I'm like, "Who's Who? that? Is that like some new actress or something?" Or? She's a YouTuber, dude. Oh, like, I check her out. She shit. fucking looks like me. It's creepy. Really? Okay. Uh, you should get on her. You'd tell her, be like, "Get out of here." <laughs> I don't know. Get out of here, young girl. I don't know. I don't know how oh. old she is, but she's she's 
she's fucking badass so i i creeped her for a while because when somebody told me i look like her i'm like okay so i looked her up and yeah. i'm like i'm so old like i don't know anything about youtube and then i became obsessed with youtube and now like life is youtube <laughs> yeah. ah like oh fuck man we're gonna be because uh, I don't want to get off on the tension about YouTube. Sorry, because sorry, I sorry, recently sorry. got into like the YouTube like community by watching uh, Shane Dawson. Oh fuck! Did you watch? Uh, oh shit! Okay, let's let's do four hours. Anyway, okay. fucking. Uh, and then because my, my BFF Abby, she fucking got me into like the conspiracy stuff. But we started with the Jake Paul like documentary, and that got me like hooked on him. So and I'm just, good. I that thought man. I wanted to be like in this like YouTube uh, community of like vlogging and stuff, but now I don't know if I want to. After so. watching that and seeing what like it did to, and I don't know if it necessarily was doing the vlogs and doing YouTube that caused Jake Paul to be who he is. Jake Paul is who he is because that's who he is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and plus, it's like you. Uh, and then being on top of famous, so you have to be, you know, times 100. So, and, like, and, and I, it, I watch, uh, also Philip DeFranco's show uh-huh. religiously. Like I watch it every single day. Um, and he often talks about, it's a, it's a new show. I don't know if you know what it is, but yeah. he talk, he's a new show. He covers all kinds of things from a very, as much as he can, uh, uh, very objective, perspective and not you know left or right or whatever he's just reports the news as it is uh-huh. but also talks a lot about um new media and the the crossover between sort of youtube life and uh social media mixing with uh traditional media um and and people in traditional media and middle-aged people as he calls it even though he's my age so it's funny when he says that he's like <laughs> middle-aged people they don't understand the the reach of people on social media, like the reach of somebody like Jake Paul and Sean, Do- uh, sorry, Shane, Shane Dawson, yeah. and you know people like Liza Koshy. Even like these people have a m- massive, massive fucking following. Like they they have no clue. And I was he was doing a story about I don't know uh, this a uh, 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 beauty YouTuber called James Charles. James Charles had a um, a meet and greet in Birmingham, UK, where he's like, "Yeah, we're opening a new uh, makeup store in Birmingham," and eight thousand people showed up. Wow! Eight thousand people, and the, the city was not prepared for this, like you know, like unknown YouTuber as they called him. I'm like, the guy has 14 million followers. He's not unknown. <laughs> he's known in some to a lot of people, just not to you. So anyway, so I think it's just interesting how, you know, there's this mixture of yeah. Yeah. Pride. Yeah. No, anyway. for sure. I I just I just think that you see as much as I think I know where the, he was trying to get like they don't understand like they grasp, but you you look at the numbers and it says millions. I think that you should be a little bit more smarter with like what you put out there because they don't and it's like do they not realize like most of their audience is fucking young like maybe really under young. 13 under yeah 15. so I think you need to be a little bit more you know w- sightful of what you put out there like because you know every, I didn't even know who the fuck Logan Paul until you know the suicide force suicide thing, thing right? yeah yeah 
I knew who he was because of another YouTuber, a Viner, uh, like a Vine person. Viner? Yeah. I don't know. That I used to watch Woo-hoo. that I loved. Je- Jesse Smiles. Oh, je- okay. Yeah. So watched her, love her, still do. Uh, she talked about Logan Paul sort of in passing um, when she was talking about another U- a Viner turned YouTuber and who she had a beef with or whatever in mm-hmm. Logan Paul. Logan Paul, being Logan Paul, said something, and she's just like, he's a fucking idiot, and I trust Jesse. Like, I, I, I love that woman. <laughs> I would love to be friends with her. She's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's how I'd heard about him. And then I, of course, I was, I was curious, so I watched all of his videos on YouTube. I'm like, what the fuck kind of person is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, it's, it's a, not to sound disrespectful or anything, but... <sighs> It's a generation what? thing. I will ne- we'll never understand his opinion, uh, I I, I'm I'm thirty five, but that is not of what is this entertainment? Like what right. what is this? Right. Right? Uh, ah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But uh. Shane Shane uh, oh, love that yeah. man. Love him. Love the whole squad. Love them all. Like <laughs> I I don't I don't even watch T V anymore, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Actually. I don't need to. Yeah, I don't need to. Like, I mean, I don't watch YouTubers. I just watch YouTuber and fucking. If you have, uh, do you have Chromecast? Google Chromecast. I don't. I have nothing. You, I you, just well, have you should YouTube. at least invest in that, and then you can just fucking find everything for free. People that are buying shit on iTunes, I know you want to purchase that as your own thing, but you can find everything on the internet for free, and then stream <laughs> it to the Google <laughs> Cast, and it'll be on a bigger screen, and boom, you'll be. Uh, Living life, but uh, oh, getting back to the list. Anyways, oh, so list. Uh, we're sorry, talking about sorry, we sorry. were talking about Clerks too. The reason why oh. I'm trying to give you a clue what number fifty six is, and if you talk about uh, Clerks two, I don't know if you ever. I haven't seen this movie, but I know this particular scene is in this movie called Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. Fifty six. It's a type of thing that people go to, <laughs> and. <laughs> 56, the list, you know, you know. I don't. You probably are most likely against it. Oh, my God. It deals with animals. Animals? Zoo? (laughs) I have no idea. Honestly, I... I, Number 56 is Donkey Show. Oh, the donkey show! Donkey yeah, of show. Course. You want to see how the, you want? You uh, see quoting Morgan show? saying, "You want to see a donkey have sex with a woman?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. I actually. can tell you the story about uh, behind that. Yeah, there you go. Um, we were in southern Texas, I oh, believe, no. and Morgan. I think we had gone over the border to Tijuana hmm. to go get <laughs> to go get uh, drugs. Not drugs, like like illicit drugs, like but drugs for, um, uh, what do you call it? Like antibiotics. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals, because Talina was sick; she had strep throat, so we need to go get cheap drugs somewhere because we didn't have insurance to oh. buy it in the U.S. Or like, okay, fuck this. So anyway, she was approached by this guy who was like, "Hey, man, you want to go see the donkey show?" <laughs> want to go see the donkey show and she's like what the fuck are you talking about man and anyway so he's trying to entice her to go to the donkey show <laughs> and then she asked what the donkey show was and found out and that's how it made it into the list because of wow that's a yeah. real thing that's a thing oh man fucking i gotta go to tijuana so <laughs> <laughs> okay so um okay number uh 69 
I, honestly, the only ones that I can remember are the chicken period one. Uh, Matt Holt is only 22. What, uh, what? Number 22 is Matt Holt is only 22. <laughs> <laughs> I, those are the only two that I can remember because of the numbers. Okay, um, well... Uh, I'll, I'll go through it because from uh, and then you'll re- elaborate on the story if you. There you go. That's probably easier. Nice. Yep. Okay. So number sixty nine is uh, screw you hippie. Oh, uh, Cartman. Oh, screw you hippie. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, n- number seventy is hooray for mental breakdowns. Oh well, that was just generally every day. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's funny that the list has to do with Slipknot and number 76 is probably my favorite is Make I Wanna Run My Fingers Through Your Death Metal Hair! <laughs> and we obviously, uh, Morgan tells a story on Spin on Your spin in your Eye about uh, yep. number 76. But what is that story? Uh, we tormented that poor man. Uh, <laughs> we did. A we, we... bunch of girls tormented some... Uh, everyone look up Nick Tomlinson from Slipknot back in the day, late to the 99s. He is not, he's kind of scary, especially with he's, the mask. Yeah, he's a scary guy. But then you guys um, tormented him. But we tormented him by leaving post-it notes. Uh, and then we would cut out like hearts, valentines, all these things. And we would stick it on his guitar rig. Um, and it would be poems or, you know, these, these professing our love for him. And of course, I told you earlier, I was in love with Chris Fenn as well. So I would leave him the same thing. Uh, and I would be like secret admirer, but as, as a joke though, right? Cause we weren't being serious, but just to make him feel uncomfortable, um, because it was like flowery and, you know, dogs <laughs> and puppies. And we were like, Mick, we'd love to run our fingers through your death metal hair. Love your secret admirer or something like that. And he would leave him one every night. And he, of course, he knew it was probably us. But it was still it was still really fun. He Did he give really you fun. a reaction at all? No? No! no. <laughs> oh, it's Mick. It's Mick. He, why it's, would he? No. Mick. And, it, and then, uh, when was this? In 2000 and... I think maybe 2008? Uh... Mm, Talina called me and she goes, Hey, Joey just called me. Do you want to go see Slipknot tonight? I'm like, Sure. So my boyfriend and I, we went, uh, we saw their show. They were amazing. So, yeah, I kind of lied. I I had heard their music post Iowa, but I had no idea what music I was listening to when I saw them. Um, So we saw them afterwards, and like I literally hadn't seen these guys in like eight, seven years. No, yeah, seven years. and Mick comes in and he's oh like, hey, fuck, you, you don't look a day older than I saw you when you were like 10. And I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't, I was not 10. Okay. <laughs> and you know that. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. You guys used to leave me all those notes. <laughs> I was like, fuck, he knew. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. Man, Mick, that's, ah, oh, that's crazy. Man, you've you've toured with a lot of bands that you've listened to, huh? Like, holy shit, I can't even imagine. You you, you toured with Corn, right? Did you? We Are did. You- we played a show with them. Um, it was the Rock M Ring Festival in oh. Germany. Holy fuck! So we played that on like a shitty side stage somewhere. They played the main stage. Yeah. But 
I didn't care as much about them because the Deftones were there as well, oh, touring, yeah. touring White Pony, right? So what? I was like, fuck everybody else. I don't care about playing tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see them play, even though I'd already seen them play two times, two, two times before that. <sighs> so then, I had asked around. I was like, "Hey, do you guys know where uh, Deftones bus is?" <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe we're telling you this story. Okay, so, Fuck yeah. so, <laughs> so I found out where their bus is. So then I'm standing there, like, kind of minding my own business. Not really. I'm actually stalking these poor men uh and so then chino comes out of the bus with these uh two girls and i'm like hmm, okay so then uh abe is standing there and he's like hey he points to me and i'm like me he's like yeah he's a career like oh, <laughs> okay so i go over he's just like apparently we are dating i'm like excuse me He's like, are you Talina? I'm like, no, I'm Fallon. He's like, you're from Kitty, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, apparently, me and Talina are dating. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so then Chino was busy, like, talking to these two girls about something, and I didn't want to interrupt because, of course, like, he was he was the guy that I had taped up inside my locker, right? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to talk. <laughs> So then Abe and I are talking, and I'm like, I just want to say I'm a really, I'm a big fan. Really like you guys. You guys are great. I tried to be as composed as possible. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, that was my first time. My first time meeting them, and I uh, I think I did well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, he wasn't really dating Talina, right? No. Obviously, no, right? No, um, no. Uh, speaking of Talina, how is she? See, uh, she wasn't. She didn't do the twentieth anniversary, so I'm wondering where she is. She's uh, she's working. She's she's working, doing her thing. Um, she lives uh, north of of me. Uh, she's doing really well, like super well. She's got her PhD. She's Whoa. like a f- fucking crazy scholar and really respected in her field and whatever. Whoa. So, Shit. yeah, she's amazing. Like Tilina is is in a league of her own of of like smarts and composure she's just just an amazing human being so yeah oh wow we've been uh talking for over two uh, two freaking hours hours, and i love it this is uh this is the the longest podcast i've ever done and um i'm sorry no don't be sorry it's not about being sorry this is the best podcast ever and i think this is uh my curtain call is your curtain call? Yeah, though you're the last, <laughs> you're the Joke. last interview I'll ever do because I can never top this one. You can drop uh, your mic now. Yeah, we're gonna drop the mic and uh, but um, Fallon, thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to me, some random guy over the <laughs> internet. But I, I am so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for you, and you don't understand how I. I I probably after we end this interview, I'm gonna be like, "Holy fuck! I just talked to Fallon for two and a half hours." For two and a half <laughs> hours. Who the what the funk? Holy shit! So no problem. You mentioned that you're I, an actor. I I am. Uh, I'm also getting into the acting, but on the other side of the, you know, uh, I'm trying to get into like film 
stuff. So I have some scripts out there. If I could send you that, if you wanted to read that, please do. Okay, you cool. know. Yeah, yeah and, please uh, do. Yeah, so good luck on everything, and uh, maybe in a year we can reconnect and do a what up with you, and maybe we'll just do a podcast about Trailer Park Boys and Deftones. Oh fuck. <laughs> Dude, you're, ta- you're speaking my language. I'm going to um, also uh, shout out all my social yeah, meds. Go for it. Do it. Do it. So, all my social meds at uh, Twitter, Twitch, um, uh, Instagram are all Fallon Bowman, all one word. Um, in, in about a week or two, maybe two weeks or so, I am also setting up a Patreon uh, to support me in my artistic journey. So, we'll also. Um, uh, support streaming that I'm doing, also doing more YouTube videos, that kind of thing, and then also to support the uh, Amphibious Assault record that I'm hoping to do this year. So that'll be in the next couple of weeks. Um, and also you can follow me on um, Snapchat, which is also the same, Fallon Bowman. So yeah, please follow me. Please check out. There will be lots of new things coming this year. So thanks very much for the opportunity for me to uh, talk to you, yeah. to all this this is great love it love it okay well um it tomorrow is friday so have a nice friday have a nice weekend have a nice year and i will keep uh keep in touch with you certainly thank Thank you very much for your time all right bye alan bowman oh my goodness wow the longest podcast in talking dog history Thank you, Fallon.